This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, it's Matt Bungard. What up? And alongside us, not as always, it is the one and only Nick Campton. How are you, good sir? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. I haven't been on in a while. It's great to have you back. It's, uh, you know they, you know what they say, a change is as good as a holiday, and I've had a holiday and now we're having a change. Uh, speaking of change, uh, footy. Never changes. Doesn't. South Sydney 16. <laughs> that was sick. South Sydney 16, <laughs> Eastern Suburbs 10. on fire start to well, start, bro. At, uh, at the Olympic Stadium. The season started Thursday with evening. South beating the Roosters, and it ended with South beating the Roosters. And How poetic. Yeah, well, I mean, that will um, continue this week. We all know that. Uh, look, at this point, I'm fully expecting to beat them a third time, but then lose to them in a the grand final. <laughs> That's just how this it's is going. Fairly significant L. Yeah, take, um, South's in the bit, first half. This game is a bit, yeah, like you said, oh my the God. first half. It, at halftime, it felt like the Roosters should have been up by 20. Well, they points. could have. Trell Easy. bombed a couple of tries. Victor Radley bombed a try. And someone else, a, a Tupo, I think, dropped a pretty difficult yeah, kick. Yeah, they, like, they, they really. So, like, the, there was two for Trell and Tupo that were half chances, but the two that. The other one that Trell bombed was uh, easy, and so was the Radley not picking up that grubber. So that they, like they could and should have probably been up by about twenty four points at halftime, but um they weren't. They only went into the sheds. I think it was at ten two, and South played well in attack for about five minutes and defended well for the entire second half. They were it's brilliant one of, defensively. It's one of those in the second things. Half. I think the Roosters just sort of expected to come out in the second half and roll over the top of Souths. And I don't want to start up the momentum debate or anything like that, but it felt like to me that once South got one, it would quickly quick uh, one try, it would quickly beget another, and that's ended, how it ended up happening. And I still think South only played maybe like twenty twenty five minutes worth of good footy in this <laughs> entire match, but it just it just turned out to be enough, you know. I think their defensive efforts in the second half were outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. you're right on the other you're right on the other side of it though. Like they they attacked well a couple of times. I think. I think after they scored the second one, they very nearly got a third in quick succession. I think it was Campbell Graham dropped a ball, like with the line open down on that right wing as Your well. Your big dopey son. Yeah, but um, regardless, after that, it was basically just the Roosters having 25 minutes of attacking sets on the Rabbitohs line. And well, it didn't help that South decided not to complete another set. Oh, it also my didn't God. Help. I mean, it, it also didn't help that everybody got injured. If not for West on Sunday, it would have been the sloppiest, sloppiest performance of any team this weekend, but... Is Cam Murray the best centre in the world? A well, discussion. He, he's definitely the centre of the year. Hey, I think it's, I think don't, it's safe don't to forget say. last week we described him as very good. Yeah, we and, did. Uh, good at doing tackling and other things. I believe. I'm prepared to upgrade him to very, very good Ooh. and great at tackling. Uh, it was it was interesting because when it when it happened, um, when Gago got injured and they made the switch, I thought that's a bit strange. Like you would think that Sewer, who's played a little bit in the centres in first grade, or Lowe, yeah. who is like probably more adept as, as an edge player would have just shuffled that bit out. But then in hindsight, you look back and you think, well, Manu was brain in the Roosters. Like, oh, it was brain I mean, in the Rabbitohs. He, he transforms into prime Greg Inglis every time he plays. Like, he was he was killing them. And if you put yeah. Sewer or Lowe out there, like, yeah, maybe they can stop him a little bit. But, but I don't think so. They, don't have the, they, they can't match him for speed. And that's one thing Murray really can... Yeah, can, can match him with you know. So I thought it was actually a really inspired bit of coaching from Bennett. Great. And I don't know how many coaches would have had the sort of, you know, stones to put their best forward out wide. When you, as you said, there was two guys that would have perhaps been, in in conventional wisdom, better suited to that role than Murray. But um, yeah, he, he did a brilliant job. Uh, forced a couple of errors in the second half with his defence, and particularly that last play, just chopped Billy Smith in half. Forced an error, won them the game. Um, I can't say enough. You just about said him. that he's South's best forward. Do you think he's better than Sam Burgess? 
this year, yeah. He had, well, I'm talking about totality. Well, I mean, like if if, if one if if one of them has to go. Oh yeah, no Daddy question. Wayne has come to you, yeah, put yeah, a yeah. gun in your hand, and said, "You got to kill one of them." Which one? Well, I'm not. I don't, I'm not killing anyone. But well, Wayne said you have to. Oh well, if Wayne says, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's he's, he's, he's <laughs> he is the best and most important forward in this team now. Yeah, I, I think agree. I think I think that torch has well and truly been passed. I agree. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yeah, well, I mean, mate, I mean, it's not like I have to choose between like Kildren. a South player and another a non South player. I'm choosing between my, my, uh, Sam Burgess, who has given us a lot of great memories over the past nearly a decade now, and Cam Murray, who's probably going to keep giving us great memories. Hopefully, real, uh, real unless he goes to rugby union or the <laughs> two, two more guys I just want to mention really quickly. Liam Knight, who's had a really good couple Fantastic of weeks. Fantastic until he was murdered. Yeah, until he died, he was really good. Um, sorry, uh, you, you called him Liam Knight. His name's Liam Burgess. Uh, yeah, sorry, Liam Knight Burgess. And I thought Tavita Totola, who has snuck under the radar a little bit, but he's had a really uh, tidy season as well. He's improved a lot since last yep. year. He's somebody that you've been pumping up quite a bit, Mate, Totola. He's and, a goer, man. He goes hmm. hard. And with those two, it makes the decision to let George Burgess go even like, all the more simple. I mean, they haven't... Because those those yeah. two do a better job. Knight's well now. and truly... Knight especially has stepped up big time in the last yeah, I liked Knight. I liked Knight at the You Raiders. did. You were big on him this preseason. I remember yeah, you telling me that one of those, I don't know why, be... it didn't, why it didn't work out, but he really always struck me as one of those guys who had a lot of physical talent and he just needed the right coach to yeah. bring it out of him. And that's what that's what that's one of those things Bennett's really On the Roosters' side, Trell had an absolute Barney, but... um. Shocking. Yeah, I mean that happens. I mean, you, it, it's difficult because obviously this game meant in in terms of like ladder position and all that. This game meant far more to South than it did yeah. for the Roosters, and also they didn't have Luke Keary, which I is think, a huge I think problem, all the Roosters so. wanted was a few of their guys who were coming back, like Courtney, just to get some miles in the legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that they weren't going hard because they were clearly going hard, but you know, it's not the worst. It's not a loss that should give them any nah, sort of not at all concerns. Not at all. And I'm certainly not taking it to mean that. Um, that that somehow gives Seattle an edge if they when they play them again this weekend or if they indeed play them after that again in a grand final, who knows? Um, but yeah, once they're full strength, the Roosters, I think they along with Melbourne are still the teams to beat. Alrighty, moving on to uh, the Nuevo Estadio Parramatta. Nice. Parramatta thirty two, Manly Warringah sixteen. Mike Acevo is the best athlete in the whole universe. Yeah, it's He's quite sick, it's man. quite funny. Love I wrote a story it. earlier in the week, and the headline was um, Ruben Garrick ready for rematch <laughs> with Mike Acevo. <laughs> Turns out, as handsome as your friend Ruben Garrick may be, he was not ready for the for the pride of my mind. Who I, could be? Turn out, turn what out, I lo- what I really love not. about the Mike Acevo story, and there's so much to love about it is the way that he's come into first grade. Like, it's a very sort of uh, linear type of path, you know mm. what I mean? Um, he started out in Gundagai, playing in the, the local comp out there. Then he was playing Sydney Shield, then Ron Massey, then New South Wales Cup, then first grade. Like, he's really... So he's played... He's actually played through the grades. Yeah, well, he yeah. has come through the grades in a very old-fashioned way that doesn't really happen anymore. And mm. just every level he's got, he's got to, he's gotten better and better and better and better. And it's a real credit to him, and it's a real credit to... What Penrith and Parramatta have done with him mm. since he since he came to Sydney, how Penrith let him go, I am not quite sure. But uh, you know, it's just it's just great, and it's great to see stuff like in this. He game. He was too old for Penrith. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see in it's great to see stuff like in this game where all the ch- fans were chanting "Sivo, Sivo, Sivo." Yeah, that was cool. that was really cool because yeah. that's not something that happens in league a lot. You know, where fans really get around one player that much to that point. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy that he's that he's not going to be rookie of the year. Like yeah. that was that was one thing that because I I worked on this and that was one thing that I made sure to make mention of when I when I was working on this game I was like we have to like I'll save that bit 
make a note because this is something that you like that won't happen again for the rest of the season. No, no nobody's going to get chanted like that. And I know that Parramatta are a very parochial fan base and they love their own, but like that hasn't happened to anyone else. No, it's no, true. for it as hasn't. long as I can. Yeah, think and it's just it's just really cool, and it was cool to see him get top try scorer because it clearly meant a lot to him. Yeah, yeah. like he, you could really tell once he got that um, second one mm-hmm. to to pull past Trell. Or it might have been the third one to get past him. Well, whichever one it was. But you could see he got up and he was really stoked. Yeah. You know? 20, 20 tries in your rookie season. Oh, it's crazy. He's unbelievable. It's crazy. The Well, I was going to say the only other guys. The only other guys who I can think of have done it is your man, AJ, Vunivalu, and um, Izzy Folau, you know? And that's pretty... As as a winger, as a finisher, that's pretty good company yeah. to be in. Yeah. It's, man, it's, it's obviously a little bit disappointing mm. in the context of the game that because Souths won the night before... For neutrals, that this game didn't really mean a great deal. I mean, Parramatta did leapfrog Manly into fifth, um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, they, they looked they looked a class above. And Manly without Tom Tavoyevich, I think, and now without Tapao this week, well, I think funny, they might it's be. It's funny a bit... because earlier in the year when they were out without Tri- yeah, they were, without they Manly did quite well. I think it was more of a psychological thing, like confidence. I looked up their win loss one. though; they were only eight and seven with Brendan Elliott in the team. So. Yeah, mate, with Brendan Elliott, in the team, no. But what I'm saying is, eight and yeah. seven is you know. Effectively, you know, you're winning half your games. So. Yeah, I, I, under, I understand that. But it felt like losing Trebojevic at this point of the season has really sort of shaken their confidence. Yeah. Mm. And it didn't it didn't help as well that they lost um, Curtis Sirinan, who's Cherry Evans' favourite hole runner. And they lost Paseca, who isn't a star or anything, but he's been a consistent first grader this year. Yeah. And now, I know we're getting oh ahead of God. ourselves. Now you get their when team we get to the game preview, the weekend, shit. it is very, very skinny. They are, these are really grim skinny. times. Mm. Um, yeah, but you know, well, Parramatta sure feeling good. I'm not sure that most of those players are actually. No, players. we'll get there. They could just be people from guys. from the office. Just fellas, fellas who are down at the Narrabeen Hotel. <laughs> yep. Desi's pulled in and said, "Boys, who, <laughs> who can, can do a job for me? Who who's got who's got who's got ten good who's got ten good minutes in him? Who's got ten good minutes in him for this suburb for this district? All right, we're doing a fitness test. It's wheel me up the hill in this bin. Who can do it in the quickest time? The three of you quickest will get a run. Yeah, yeah, and Para Para were pretty good. I thought. Brad Arthur's done a great job this year. Yeah, he has. They rebounded well from the loss to Brisbane. Para is one of those teams that's very good at the things they're good at. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they don't have a whole lot outside of that. But that's enough to beat most teams in the competition for sure. You know, and I'm I'm tipping them this week pretty pretty handily. I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, the the other two incidents, obviously, the two high tackles in this game were mm. no good. No. Not, uh, I, not I, good no, I don't know why Tapao wasn't sent off, and I don't know why referees are so afraid of yeah. the send-off now. Like, even Gutho, fans have come around on Gutho it. Gutho came over and was just like, how is that only 10 minutes? And he was like, oh, it's just, just the decision. I'm like, yeah, mate, that's it. Like, he killed the guy. The thing is, the way everyone goes on about all oh, the send-offs dead, the send-offs dead... You're kind of gone either way. If you mm. send someone off, people will say, well, that wasn't enough for a send-off. If you don't, people will say, well, that should have been a send-off. So if you're going to get slagged either way, you may as well send some boys off while you're doing I it. I agree. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm around that. Yep. Uh, alrighty, so uh, Manly, uh, Manly, sorry, we've already discussed Manly. Melbourne 24, North Queensland 16. This game was a lot closer than I expected, but no. not really. One line on this game, it. and then we're moving on. Yep. Um, who's your favourite cowboy from history? Um, Woody. Good answer. Correct. Uh, favorite storm. This was one, this one's for you. Um, the cyclone Tracy. Very. I was going to say cyclone Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Drinkwater's um, going to be really good. Good that's, sentence. That's, yeah. that's that's one of my takeaways. I'll take yep. that. You should already know that, but in case you didn't, yes. good good stuff. Uh, alrighty, moving on to another game that we have to talk about: Canberra twenty four, yeah, New Zealand. Uh, sorry, Canberra twenty, New Zealand twenty four, at uh, down did, in God's country. Did Canberra tank to? Uh, 
to get an easier game away to Melbourne. The, I, I, I got to tell you, um, this is the first Canberra game I can remember where I wasn't like when they did bad things or when they played badly. I wasn't upset by it. You know what I mean? There was no heat for me with this game, no juice or anything like that. Hmm. And if I was feeling like that, like I imagine what the players was kind of were feeling like that too. You know, you know what I mean? It's um. It's different to the Roosters or the Storm or even the Bunnies. They've been in positions in recent years where they can't, where they are resting people for whatever reason. Canberra really haven't. Every mm. finals run they've made this decade, it's either been we have to win every game so everyone's playing all the time or we can move up the ladder if we win this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of them just aren't used to playing in that sort of environment. And it kind of showed they're a bit listless, they're a bit lifeless, didn't really play well at all. Probably would have got away with it anyway if Dynamis Louie and my son Nick Kotrick didn't have like absolute barnies. God, Nick, that that he's quietly had a that pretty de- shit he's out. Not had a, decision, he's not had a good year. The decision to go one out from the ruck when yeah, look, they that, made that run. There wasn't field. a great moment. But we were treated to multiple Brett Finch orgasms live on television. Oh, so Finchy, <laughs> it was amazing. The thing is, if you're watching, if if we were watching the footy here at Bungard's house and something like that happened, and like and. The two of us check try happened. And I just went ah like that. That's fine. I'm just watching with the boys carrying on like an idiot. He's a professional commentator, mate. You can't just yell into the mic. I didn't mind it. You know what I'm saying? I honestly didn't, I didn't mind I it. I didn't like it at all. Actually, I thought this was a really poorly That's called fair. game. Yeah, sick try though. It was a sick try. Like no it doubt was in the great. world. Yeah. Use um, your words, Brett. Yeah. Warriors. Brett Finch, man of no words. Just <laughs> we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Hudson Young. Uh, we were, I thought we'd get to that news section, but you brought okay. it up. So okay. no, no, you brought it up. So we might as well talk about it now. Um, um, Hudson Dumb, more yeah. like Hudson Dumb, more like Hudson Dumb. Uh, how many weeks? Well, me and Bunga were talking about this when we were coming up um, earlier. I reckon. Well, the hearing is probably happening right now. It as we would bought, be, it is eight thirty. I think what they're going to go with is that he tried to gouge him, but he didn't actually get him on the eyes. And I think they'll get Pompey, who apparently said after the game that he didn't get him on the eyes. They'll get him to testify, and I think he'll get a lesser charge of like attempted gouging, mm-hmm. which, you know, let's be real, it's still not great. But I don't think it's going to be the 25 weeks or the life in prison that a lot of people are calling for. I'm thinking something a little bit similar to last time, maybe a little bit of extra purpose. I so think we can all agree. Maybe seven or eight weeks. That I'm no thinking. matter what he gets, someone will call it disgraceful. Yeah. I don't think that... I don't, I'm just saying that's what I think he'll get. I think he'll get seven or eight weeks. I think, I think the worst thing was that he did not adhere to the first rule in, uh, in Anchorman, no touching of the hair or face. Oh, sorry. You've distracted me with your beauty. Uh, anyway, Warriors, good. Who cares? Uh, good Good luck, Stephen Carney, uh, with life. I'm uh, glad Isaac Luke got a win in his last game for him. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yep. good shout. All righty. Uh, speaking of last games, Canterbury Banks down 30, Brisbane 14. Um, one line, Kepo. Uh, this game showed up all the weaknesses of Brisbane, which I'm sure Mitch has talked about at length for many weeks now. They are a team of very talented individuals in certain sections and that's enough to carry you sometimes but it's not enough to carry you other days and it's especially not enough to carry them when they play outside of Queensland where they have a horrible horrible record and that's kind of just the bed they've made for themselves this year great sentence uh, my one line yep. uh, the Lachlan Lewis kick to Nick Meaney was fucking awesome so sick bro Lachlan Lewis had like, a pull, blinder pulls back from the line kicks left footed uh, so nice man. I still haven't Touch worked me. out if he's good or not doesn't matter what did they say they said Sometimes, like time stands still when he plays. He, yeah, they, I think it was you said that. No, he. They said it in the. You com- said that when the, he kicked that field goal last the, year. Yeah, yeah, he, it, time he, did stand still when he kicked that field goal. <laughs> did, it took. Feel, him, it took. I him, feel younger having watched it. <laughs> it took him two and a half minutes to kick it. 
It was amazing. It was the anti-gallant. No, they said on yeah. the call this week, they were like, he fit, a blocker said he, sound, he looks like he's running at half pace, which is, to me, code for he runs slowly. <laughs> yep. Uh, alrighty, moving on to the next game. No, we're not talking no, about No, no, Jonas game. Pearson's try was really cool. Jonas okay. Pearson's try was really cool. Gold Coast and 16 Gordon, to Georgia Laura 24. Mick Gordon looked like he was out there having a really good time in his last game, even though they lost. I just uh, want Mick Gordon to be okay. So do I, and Mick Gordon's one of, really one of Rugby League's good guys, so I'm, I'm happy that he had an okay time playing in his last game. He's, the last the last goal that he kicked was a banger from the sideline. What, what was your take on uh, What was your take on two signed surfboards as a as a farewell present? It's the Titans, man. Yeah, like, that's my take. Just signed bricks of coke. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he sunk a few beers with his family after the game and all that. And they they should have been giving him beers and... in the water bottles. Yeah, yeah. So it was just we don't know that they weren't. It was just Valid. it was just really really nice for him. You know, yeah. I know this is a game that no one cared about. I but sure did. It was a nice moment for him. Yeah, it's true. Uh, alrighty, West Tigers 8, Cronulla Sutherland 25. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Well, this week... This no. was this was a tough one to give. It, it, it actually honest. wasn't tough at all, Dale. Um, so I, I thought about giving it to Hudson Young for the stuff that happened. I thought about giving it to Latrell Mitchell just for having an overall shocking game. Yep. And maybe even the Roosters fans that punched on with each other in the stands right in front of me, which was also very funny. That's always, that's always good. Um, but, no, the clear winner is the West Tigers fan base. Yes. Who spent their hard-earned money to go to the worst stadium in the world. No, I will not I will not hear this. Where there's no FPOS, I will not where hear after this. three there minutes a, the toilets, a, let me finish, <laughs> just toilets overflowing with piss and excrement, taking an hour and a half to get into that game with their finals hopes on the line, only for Paul Gallon, of all people. <laughs> if he'd run over to the West Tigers logo oh. on the field and taken a shit on it, it would have been less disrespectful than what he did. <laughs> But no, those people paid money I, to see I Paul Gallon kick a field goal wanted, on their park in a must-win game. And I quite like the Tigers, and I really wanted them to make the finals. But it was just so goddamn funny. I, I, so this is this, the, this, the this award way, goes the to the West Tigers fan base. Better is if, <clears throat> after, excuse me, after he kicked a field goal, instead of just kind of like putting his arms up and you know walking back to halfway, he like ran over to the hill and just. Gave it the big ones. I no, I reckon. I reckon the best one would have been you guys. You guys would have seen that Eric Cantona goal that he scored. And we just kind of just there and, yeah, yeah pop, with the popped collar, reveling yeah. in the whole thing. That would have been. Yeah, just, I don't yeah. think Gal has the subtlety to do something like no. that. But that would have been the mm. uh, the ultimate one. I don't want to hear this Leichhardt slander. Man. Well, I, I mean, was there on you've Sunday. Come to the wrong place. <laughs> I was dog. I was I was there on Sunday. Where were you? Where were you situated? I was situated. So they don't really have a press box there. They uh, just. Of course they don't. Yeah. No, they just they just Darwin have um, like they the just have like a, a section kind of set up. But you were in a reserved state. area in the grandstand where you can actually see. Yeah, but okay. if I wasn't, cool. I would have been up there on the hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. seeing nothing. No, look, 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 I know you guys don't go for that sort of shit, but honestly, going to that game on Sunday and the lead up to it and all the stuff with Farah and the atmosphere, not just in the ground but in the entire suburb. Leading up to the day, like I was, I, I live in like I saw people on the streets wearing Tigers jerseys at like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, and there was a genuine vibe in the entire suburb. The whole you can have all day. of that without the game having to be played. It won't, at a I'm telling ground you, it's not dog, up to an old It won't be the same. Well, I can tell I, you that it is because I was here when Souths were in a grand final, and the whole week was like the day you just described. This wasn't a grand final. The only yeah. difference was this wasn't a grand the, final. It could this have been was just a regular though. season game, man. The only difference was that that game was played at a 
like an actual stadium. This one wasn't. My 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 take with Leichhardt is that like it's it looks fantastic. Are we doing this again? No, no, no. No, we're, I'm we're, just, I'm trying to tell you about no. the the experience I had yeah. at the match while you were out there scratching your nuts at Knights Panthers. Oh, <laughs> I had a good day. But like, my, so did I. My thing with Leichhardt is like it's a it's it's it was a really good vibe and it looks spectacular. But like, it's just. It's so, it's so hard. Can we stop romanticizing so waiting hard. two hours to get into a stadium? No, I know. I, well, I, yeah, Seriously. The, 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 you know, the visuals of it are great. I can understand that it's yeah, not a fantastic same. viewing experience, but it's one of those things that it's like sometimes you go to a music festival and the view's not great, yeah. but like the vibe is sick. I'm sure that's you don't see much perfect, at Burning That's Man. actually a perfect yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. The only and difference the vibe, there is like the if you can only hear the band, that's fine. You yeah, should be able to watch the rugby league. Yeah, the, vibe, say, like, the, vibe, was... the vibe was sick, and I'm not saying we've all got to go back to fucking Leichhardt every goddamn week or whatever. Oh, mm. but, but for three games a year, mm. I think it provides and a unique this, experience. And this game especially. And this game particularly. Yeah. This, it was more special because this game was at Leichhardt than it would have been if it was back at Bank West. I love Bank West, but that's just That can all be true, but that doesn't take away anything that I said. It does. It is a chore to get to. It does take a mile. Yeah, it it does. does take an hour to get inside it if does. it's busy. Did- the facilities are terrible. Yeah, there isn't any FPOS. Yeah. if you don't get there early, you can't see anything. Yeah, and these it's are great. all valid it's points that I'm making. All these things. I'm yeah, not. That's the thing. But I don't think our points are in uh, are like really contradicting one another. I think they just both. Uh, aspects of going to a game at Leichhardt. Yeah, I think you enjoy them. I don't. I think it's a valuable part of the rugby league experience. Would you describe Leichhardt as a pilgrimage? A little bit, yeah. Mm. It felt like that on Sunday. So, like when I when I drove up to the ground, the streets, just the streets around the ground, were filled with people. Yeah, the two and a half hours before the game, mm. and they're all singing and banging drums and all that sort of stuff. I've I've never seen anything in rugby league that was quite like it. And we talk about links to the community. This was a ground and a day that had a, a specific link to those communities in a way that, that big stadiums just, just can't. Do you, big they, stadiums they just can't. Do, do you think that... Uh, <laughs> do, do, are you in the pocket of big stadiums? <laughs> do you think that... that big <laughs> The Ford the SCG, po- the trust Ford, me, they give the me the Ford pocket of big stadiums. <laughs> um, the think, game. But do you think that, that the whole Leichhardt vibe... It's, it's Marbo. It's, it's the vibe. It's the, do you think that that... Squash the Tigers though, squashed them. Do, you mean? Do you think that like they they it, choked? No, under that no, I, I, no. I think, they're just I not think as good as the Sharks. Mm. I, I, I actually think the emotion of the entire day is what helped them. Oh, I agree to, with that. 100%. Yeah. lifted them in that first half, and they really stuck with them. And the effort was there, and the effort was there in the second half. It's just you look at this Tigers team on on paper. It's just not a top eight side. So like the talent's just not there. Mm. And Farah coming back and playing. Was like it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Watching, when yeah, like when they when we started getting word, like Thompson's down, Farrah's in. Like the, even the most jaded, cynical scribe in the world, like it captures your imagination. Yeah, because they they it really does. The, you the, know? the bloke, the two bloke, because it was Braith and uh, Mick Ennis who were on the panel for Fox, and obviously all the comments that they're giving are under footage that's going on from the game. But like watching those blokes find out that it happened yeah you've got you know you've got the two monitors there that's what's live on them seeing those blokes find out that this was happening was unbelievable it yeah. was like it reminded me of like 98 when Ronaldo had the fit in the changing room yeah good call. and like people found out that Ronaldo wasn't fit to play but he was still going to play for Brazil in the World Cup final people finding out that Ra- Farah was ready to go and they they cut into the change rooms and he's doing the warm-up drills yeah. and he gets the jersey and Thompson comes in and he's like, I'm really sorry, mate. And then Envi's trying to pump him up 
And Madge comes over to him and says, just go out there and do your job. You know what to do. And you like, he's like, it, it's almost like his brain couldn't process what was going on. You know, has a power aid, has his little five hour energy shot. And he's just kind of like, I can't, I, I couldn't believe that it was happening. Me, me either. Me either. And when it did happen, when it got confirmed, mm. I said, they're winning this game. Yeah. I know I know. it didn't. It's, it's, it's very unlikely I, to get caught up and make an emotional know, decision I, I about know. sporting I, I, it, but That's just how it felt. It felt yeah. like, they're, it, like it sucks. They're, it, they're destined to do this. I, Obviously, they weren't. I don't mind the Sharks either, but <laughs> it, it, it's quite unfortunate that like we didn't, you know, as you wrote, the some, sometimes the bad guys win. The fairy, yeah. the fairy tales aren't real. Well, that, 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 so. that's, that, that, like, that was the whole premise of what I wrote after the game, is that, you know... That stuff can only take you so far, and it took the it took the Tigers through forty minutes, but they just couldn't couldn't take them all the way. And yeah. I got on all this Farrah stuff to say that it actually ended up really hurting them, not because of anything Farrah did or didn't do, but because they lost Thompson, who's been one of their best all year. They had to put Momorowski to fullback, a position he's not familiar with at all, and he got exploited positionally several I times. I wouldn't have played in there. But what well, else could they have, I would have played Put Josh Nofal- Reynolds back there? played Nofaluma at fullback. He's played fullback before. He has. He has, but he's not been great there either. It was really... He had a pretty poor game anyway. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, Benji played the last 20 at fullback. And, like, and that's as you kind say, because of... they, had, they had Reynolds, Yeah, they had uh, Reynolds, Farrah, Taylor, Twal on the bench. But so like they had three hookers in the, the space of about 15 well. minutes. Yeah. And then you so, had Josh Reynolds come on and run around like a March Hare. I, th- I, I know it's, it's easier to say this now because there would have been so much happening when it happened, but I mm. think they might have been better off once Thompson went down to start Benji in the halves yeah. and stop the, the stuff with him mm. starting at hooker because th- it was early in the game when they got a bit of the good ball and they needed Benji at first or second receiver creative, creatively to take advantage of it because mm. Brooks tried hard, but he just couldn't. He was the only one that sort of had anything going. Um, for the Sharks, it was it was a very solid performance, and they just did the things they're really good at. They very controlled, business, very they, yeah, they controlled the ruck really well. I thought Cummins let them get away with a lot of stuff, but if he lets you get away with it, then keep doing it. Yeah, um, and they just kind of ground them down. They Aaron didn't Woods let the emotion of the day ups. get. Sorry, Aaron Woods even took some hit ups. Oh, Three, man, he, I believe. He dropped it on like his second or third <laughs> run. The jeers, mate. Yeah, I know. Good. So, so good. Again, but... pantomime villain at the theatre, you know? <laughs> yeah. And him getting booed every yeah, time but he came within 10 yards if, of the ball. If, if Paul Gallen is like Draco Malfoy, Aaron Woods is the dumber of Crab and Goyle. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. And Matt Pryor is no, the other one. Oh, I, I was going to say for feeder, yeah. no, <laughs> but I like Pryor better. Pryor and Woods is crab yeah. and oil. <laughs> very good. For feeder's more like an evil version of Hagrid. Yeah, but the shark man, the sharks, the sharks did the job, and um, the Tigers, I like they probably overachieved given the roster they have and yeah. the injuries they got at this stage I, of the I'd year. Ag- I'd agree with that. That's a good point. Like I as you say, they're not a they're not a finals team on paper. I know the game's not play, played on paper. Please sign Isaac Luke. But like, I'd love that. I, I that really seriously, would. that would be good fun. But. Like really, for all of the emotion around the game, they were at this stage really playing with house money. Yeah, yeah, 100%. they were, and I know they finished ninth before and all that. It's many yeah. times, several times. I'm not, I'm not this, sure that had ever been stated in the press. This, in the what up. they're building, what Maguire's building out there, feels a lot more substantial now than the stuff they've had in the past. I yeah, that. I agree with that. I mean? He's and, great I, coach. and there's a couple of contract things they've got to sort out over the off season. And if there might be a little bit of room to move with the cap there, but if they keep just doing the smart things that they've done over like the last twelve months, like signing Madison, for example, great, great, year. couple more moves like yeah. that, and you know they're really on the way to something. Yeah, there was a. I really can't stress to anyone listening how wonderful it was being out there. 
Uh, Career highlight, honestly. Alrighty, on the subject of rebuilds, it's Penrith 54, Newcastle 10. Uh, Speaking of being out there. I really can't stress to anyone how wonderful it was being out there. <laughs> uh, what, what's your, what was your uh, oak of choice this week um, at um, Well, there was no free oak this time. There was a what? fridge of it. In That's the, it. That shut, yeah, the, not shut in, the sport not down. in the press room. There was a fridge of it downstairs where the coaches did the presses, but I thought it'd be weird to just take it from there. Guys, I'm taking an oak. One more. I went Ooh, oakless, but... One more like I think oh, that plays into this a little sake. bit. So no oak at Penrith. At Leichhardt, they did give us all pizzas from like the third best pizzeria in Leichhardt. <laughs> it was really sick. I don't think they're allowed to have pizza in, um, in Penrith. It's too ethnic. <laughs> it's too ethnic. I did go to El Giano after the game. because oh, pe- Hey, that was clutch, clutch shooting. Clutch There's one in Penrith Yalla. now. It's crazy time. Clutch shooting from um, But, yeah, this, th- this was ridiculous, even by the night standards of packing it in when they're not going to win. Like, Connor Watson got sin-binned and... Penrith scored four tries in the 10 minutes he was off the field. It's, it's they went back to back <laughs> to back. Oh, I, I mean, we shouldn't spend much time on this game because it didn't really matter, but yeah. I was there. And so we'll I, I know you guys, and, you guys have um, like hung and drawn and quartered the Knights over the last few weeks. We but, spent literally half an hour on that. And I know ostensibly they had nothing to play for, but neither did Penrith. And Penrith showed up, and Penrith did it, and the Knights just laid down. The Knights made a lot of business decisions yep. in defence. They 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 oh they laid they laid down. It was bad, and wasn't it? I really I really think like if you're a Knights fan and you watched them on the weekend and you stuck with them in the tar- in the hard times with the wooden spoons and the one win seasons and all that, I'd be like, you know what? Next year, you guys have got to win me back. Yeah. Because I stuck with you in the tough times, and this yep. is that's where that's where Harry's at. Yeah, and that's exactly where he should be at. And mm. it's not saying they've got to win the comp or even make the eight, but you've got to you've got to. You've got to expect more. You've got to expect effort, and the, and they ha- they've had more effort in years where they have done worse than this. Mm. You know what I mean? I would be, I would be really disillusioned if I was a Knights. Would fan. you write a letter? Uh, an email. Letter letter feels more more personal and more emotional, mm. and that's very much what I'm about. Yep. So I might, I might write off, a letter. You're not going to shoot off a CC well, email. I, I might I, I might write a letter to the Newcastle Herald or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nick C. Wait, no, that's too obvious. And yeah. Campton. <laughs> but no, um, man, this is one of those games, like, because well, we were talking about it during the week, and you're like, ah, oh, Christ, I can't believe I've got to go out there. But and this it tends is, to be a really fun experience. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things, this is like what you want in meaningless end-of-season games. You just well, want Penrith to took a short kickoff after the Knights scored the opening try. Which yeah. Said that. You just want fun tries. Yeah. You just want a bit of a Clearly muck around. You breaking know? a club record. Yeah, well, that's Poor a Michael cool Gordon. He retired oh, and his Nicky club Gar. record of 30 points was broken yeah. by Cleary scoring 34. Um, and Star-Lord got a try on his debut for Newcastle, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Billy Burns got a double too. Yeah. He looks like the, a The player. makeshift centre wing pairing of Jerome Luai and Billy Burns. Killing him. <laughs> How good. They were killing And kick out through that sick flick pass. Yeah. That was pretty yeah, good. Just oh, a, just you know, I'll tell you what I'm not here for, by the way, is... Bunker checks at forty-eight to ten yeah, in a game that doesn't mean anything. None of that. Just, just <laughs> give the fucking try. Who gives a shit? I'll go check obstruction on Nathan Cleary's <laughs> ninth try of the day. They don't. Just make a decision. And of course, James Maloney signed off. Great player, great guy. Lost to the league. Yeah. Hope he enjoys friends. Yeah. We all know how uh, modest Bungard is, so we might not give himself a rabbit, But he did a pretty good yarn with Maloney after the game. He's go read hum- it if you have an SMH subscription. He is a very humble man. Thanks, guys. It's 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 difficult to stay grounded, but I managed to do a brilliant job of it. <laughs> <laughs> you are the helium balloon at this place. So. Uh, all righty, we'll pick the games for next week. Yep. Into the finals. Uh, the first final, Eastern Suburbs versus South Sydney at the Cricket Ground. Yep. Can't wait That's to Friday not see night. anything. Um, uh, my tip, I'm going with binoculars. Telescope. Great. 2-1 uh, uh, Yep. That's, that seems fair. I'm going with... Um, Looking at the big screen the whole time. Oh, good. Maybe a periscope. What's your tip, Nick? 
Um, I know there's been a lot made of the Roosters' record of the SCG this year and how imposing it is and how many points they get on that deck, but it's also worth remembering they've only played two top eight teams there. They played Brisbane when Brisbane were truly at their lowest ebb, and they played Souths there in the first game of the season and lost. Mm. So I don't think the SCG quite has this mythical Roosters' quality that a few that a few people are going to try to assign to it over the next couple of days. Having said that, I had this game as pretty much a, a flip of the coin until a few hours ago when it, when we found out Warrior Hargraves was going to play, and that tips the scale significantly more to the Roosters. So I'm now tipping them with confidence when before I was tipping them with a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, they are almost give your money away short it's in the abs- odds. Which I find ridiculous. What are they? They're like $1.28. Yeah, that's too is, short. Yeah, that is too short. South is like three bucks. But what's, Kier- the, Kier- what's, the, what's the line? $1.28 six and a half, being six and a half, yeah. I don't mind. I don't it's mind. It's a um, value bet yeah. if you want to throw your money on. Well, Kiri's mm. back, and they they really didn't. They really lost a lot creatively last week with without him there. Um, yeah, I, I'm unfortunately tipping the Roosters as well. Yeah, give me um, the Roosters for this one. It, it, it's it's a shame. I know no Sam Burgess is is big. Obviously, not as big as no Camaro would have been, as we've now established. Well, I mean, but, it'd be hard for him to play in this play, play in this game because there are a lot of players in the Roosters lineup that have long hair. They oh, so. true. They. Jesus Christ. They also get James Roberts back. Um, still no Braden Burns, sadly, and now um, Dan Gagai's out as well. Mm. So, But, you know... Ivan's, I didn't Ivan seen the team as Dewey going to the centres. No, it, uh, Dewey's been named at fullback again. Allen and Johnston on the wings. Graham and Roberts in the centres. But okay. we'll see if that changes. Yeah, that makes more sense. I wouldn't... I would, well, I'd still be... Mild. I, I think we need to see a bit of Johnson at fullback in this game and see us going to have any chance. But well, I do think Dewey's, Dewey, been I think pretty Dewey's well. had a good couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, he's sort of learning the role a little bit more, but I'm not quite sure you want someone to be learning and, the um, role in a semi George Burgess is in jersey 18, but I assume that he will come in for somebody. I don't know who. It doesn't matter. Uh, alrighty, Saturday evening at Edwin Flackfield in Melbourne. It's Melbourne versus Canberra in first versus fourth. Yep. Uh, Storm favourites here, but the Raiders obviously get a, a few rested cattle back this week. Mm-hmm. Campo, how many are your boys going to win by? When I think about this game for too long, I start getting a headache. I'm really excited. <sighs> <laughs> I'm really keen, boys. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember the last? <laughs> so I'm shocked you're not going down. To be honest, oh, you can't go down for a first week, man. That's what I said. Someone, someone said that to me. I think it was last. I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, oh. Surely you go down if South play Storm and, um, and you're not working. I was like, not in week one, week no, three, no, I, week three. Yeah. Even a pre, like, it, if, no, if, go, if, I'd go for a prelim. I realize I've just, I realize I've just said I'd go down for a prelim when there's a incredibly likely scenario that South <laughs> well, will be down the there for a is, prelim. Only, if you're down there in the prelim and they win, it's it's incredible. Like I would burn the city to the ground in a really good way. <laughs> but if they lose, yeah, I mean, like, I know, I least, know, I, mean, I know, I know a guy. Yeah, but it'd be no, it'd, it'd be sad it drinking. I, I, I um, a friend of mine is a uh, a wretched Sharon chaser. And he, the devil's game. Yeah, he's a Melbourne Demons fan. Lives in Sydney. And oh God, what he, a who's that? Uh, he works at Fox actually. Oh but, um, God, uh, he over three. Anyway, <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is because you're talking about the flip side. If you lose, he uh, last year flew to uh, Perth for their preliminary oh, final no. game against West Coast, and I was sitting here watching whatever NRL game was on or something, whatever was on TV, and I was like, "Oh, I'll flick over to the AFL, see how Brendan's boys are doing. Hope, I hope they're doing well for him." Sixty-one nil. Yeah, they were like eighty-five to twenty. Like, that's a tough beat. Like you flew over there to watch your team kick no goals in the first half. <sighs> May as well have gone to the A leg. Honestly. <laughs> 
Mate, yeah, well, that's the thing. Me Earth Glorious I, Legends, I, know, I love them. <laughs> I mean, like that, you know, that another thing that sucked going down to Melbourne for an A League grand final, which Sydney FC lost 3 0. That also mm. sucked. That would suck. But, um, so, yeah. like, I know a guy, I know a guy in the, pre, in the prelim in 16. It's uh, John Tuxworth. He was working at the yeah, Canberra yeah, Times yeah, at yeah. the time, but he wasn't working the game. So, he got on a bus. And went down there, Fuck. and they lost. I was going to say, do you remember the last time they played a final down there? Yeah, man. Remember that so time that, uh, Eddie, that's Eddie a, that's a long game. trip back. Patrick Lee still owes me fifteen hundred. It's a long, long trip back. Um, I'm really excited about this game. I think Canberra, are, uh, of all the teams in the top four, I think they actually match up best with the Storm because remember what we were talking about with Brisbane a little bit before how they rely on individuals. Yes. So did Canberra. And I actually think that's a better way to score points on the storm it than uh, with you know formations and and sort of more Cam Smith can't plan for lunatics. Sorry, he, Cam Smith can plan against uh, the meticulous rabbitos and roosters. He yeah. can't plan for a bunch of lunatics. Yeah, he can't plan. For, he can't plan for insanity. He can't he plan can't. for the Joey Leilua experience. You know what I mean? Um, he has been named. Yeah, he has, and they need a big game from him because they need. They need that little stuff to go their way. They need Leilua to have a good game. You know what I mean? They need to be able to... They can't go down there like last time and give Melbourne such a big start because they won't get run down again. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of feelings about this game, a lot of emotions, and I'm still sort of processing them. Um, But I really hope Canberra win. So do I. I Imagine a prelim in Canberra. (laughs) I'd go to that. I'd go to that. Kick it with Dave and the Shark down there, bro. Like I know, I know that you know. I lived there for twenty years, and I was born and bred there. But like, I genuinely cannot imagine a prelim in Canberra. If there's, if there's Raiders South prelim in Canberra, the Boom Rookies are going on the road for the week. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't oh. be near you, man. I said Boom Rookies are going on the road for the yeah, week. Yeah, I'm part of the Boom Rookies <laughs> standard universe. <laughs> Harry Ramage coming too. Yeah, them pick yeah. you up. Um, we would obviously stay away from one another. I'd have to stay away. From We'd have, the, I'd condu- have to stay away for the whole week. The fellas would act as conduits. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Campo to pass the salt. <laughs> Etc. Yeah. Things of that nature. Just sold across the yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if, if my, my take on the game wasn't as nuanced as something. No, it's, hoping. They, it's there's, just there's a time for nuance and there's a yeah, time for it's, it's hard. It's, uh, a big, it's a big. It's a big just day really for you. I'm just big really, day I'm just, yeah, really Canberra's keen, fan base. Really um, I also hope they win because that means that um, there's no chance of South having to play a game in Melbourne this year. So that would never be, won down there. Uh, yeah, people often tell me that. It's like they're not aware. Like, hey, do you know you've never won a game in Melbourne? I'm like, yes. And then Bunga throws the salt at them. Sure. Can we just challenge. bring that in? Can we just start salting people that annoy us? Uh, we do, if there's one thing that the NRL loves, that, loves it's salt. Yeah, I was going to say. Ah, it's he's got I him. cannot believe he's that I allowed him. that to happen. The Lavish Shagney leg spinners. Jeez, you just <laughs> have undone it. Chucked him. one into the foot mark. Oh, mate, I've just, just pitched one up. Yeah. And it's broken just right. God damn it. God. Speaking, right. speaking of breaking just right, uh, Manly wearing a sixth. Oh, and, and damaged uh, pitches. <laughs> yeah, and damaged pitches. Granada <laughs> Sutherland in seventh. Um, they are playing on Saturday evening. all those lovely things I said about Leichhardt? None of them, none <laughs> the of them, none of them apply to Brookie. It's now, quite funny because they're both thinking. equally awful, but at least Manly has... Um, well, mate, you're not going to die at Leichhardt. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like... Mm. You could, you could be in the uh, in the stand and it catches fire because you're a, it's made of wood. Well, as Aiden Caesar <laughs> said point. to you the other the other week, it's... you could all you could all be dead tomorrow, mate. You could. Um... And if I'm going to die, I want to die, want to die on Leichhardt soil, and not because I inhaled some asbestos at Brookvale. Now, yeah, we, I we love have... that their solution to this was just chuck some grass on top of it. We have to talk about this. Now, <laughs> Bury it. I, I was going to wait until the news for this, but like... I love that we've run through all our news. By the way, uh, we're still playing the drop because that's, that's all right. People only listen to this podcast for that drop. We're having that's a good time. Asbestos. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, it's not good. See, big if true. The, sh- the shame of this is that we could have had. I mean, if the if the results had a broken our way, we could have had Parramatta 
who were sponsored by James Hardy in the 80s play I know, at Brookvale. I was thinking about that the other day, bro. And all of their... Imagine pl- the throwback. Like, people were <laughs> throwback boys getting around in the throwbacks and shit. Hardy's. With James Hardy on the front. Hardy's jerseys with asbestos. Oh, there's got to be a para- There's got to be somebody out there who's feeling him enough to take a para jersey there anyway. And also... And look, set up next to the asbestos. And also, um, Manly's, Manly's major shirt sponsor is... A skip bin company, United as a resources management. So, like, this is full circle. It could have been so perfect. <sighs> and yet, uh, another team that was sponsored by a, a waste solution company, uh, Cronulla, are playing there. Um, so, the bin derby, I know that we're describing this, the bin bowl. Uh, Manly are a team of brokens. Um, this Manly team is not good. I had a look at the lineup today. None of the, there are some blokes on I'm here not that being I've a never dick. heard of. I'm not being a dick. Their starting prop, I've never heard of. Okay, Sean so Kepi. his name's Sean Kepi. Started he's, like- from, he's from out my way. He's a Norellan Jet. Yep. Um, debuted last week. Sorry? Debuted last debuted week. Debuted last week, did yep. pretty well, but he has 10 minutes of first grade experience, and they're starting him at prop. Uh, starting against, you know, Aaron Woods, who Crab, has- Goyle, and Draco. You yeah, know? Has, who <laughs> had 10, 10 minutes of good footy in yeah. So that's, yeah. um, that's a good, that's a good I, combo. Look, I, I'm, I'm making the call. I think T-Rex is going to play for Manly. Will I it think be it's, as romantic as Robbie's been playing. <laughs> it might be for me, bro. Like honestly, it's big, it's big man season. T Rex coming back in a finals game, a sudden death finals game. Asbestos flying in the air like it's a John yep. Woo movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's that's big Great man. Reference. That's the peak of big man season. Would, that is where all I've ever wanted. Would it rank? It would rank third. For the year of Big Man's season? No, it's, it's number one. Big Fat Andy will be number one no matter what. Oh, yeah, Big Fat Andy's up and, there. And um, Rakeem Cornwall. Oh, I've got him ahead of Rakeem. Wow. I've got him... If, if, if T-Rex does it, I've got him ahead of Rakeem. And I've got been... him in a dead heat with Big Fat Andy. They, right. they, have, a bloke on their, they have a bloke on their bench called Hamole Olakatau. I'm pretty, o- sure he, I'm pretty sure he's on debut. He is. 196 centimetres and 113 kilos. Is Big boy. Up, and he is 23. Good luck oh. to him. T Rex doing T Rex doing the LeBron uh, chalk dust thing, but with his best off. Yeah, okay. Um, the Sharks. Does, the Sharks, that, does the that make uh, Does that make uh, Manly the silver tailings? Hey. I tweeted that earlier in the week and it didn't get a lot of traction. But oh, here we all are. Sorry, Sharks should kill them. It deserved it. Um, yeah. they should, Sharks should kill them. I'm going to tip the Sharks. So am I. I think they can really exploit um, Moses Suli, who doesn't move that well laterally, and the Sharks. You know, they're not the best attacking team in the world, especially over a full 80 minutes, but they can have patches. They can have, like, a good 10 minutes. Well, they had several times this year where they'd scored, like, four tri- or two or three tries or four tries in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, and they did it on the weekend. I yeah. think Fecky got two tries. Like, they got three tries in seven minutes just after half time. Fecky got two of them down that left-hand side. Mm. Sherry on Suli is a battle I really like for them. Um, I think Johnson... We might have to start redefining our expectations of what Sean Johnson can bring to a team every week, but I think his combination on that right-hand side, it's been really strong with core all season. I think it's getting better and better with Morris. So the Sharks are pretty well balanced. Um, I don't think Andrew Fafita is fully fit at the moment. I think he's just... You know, being tough I don't and playing. Think he's been fit for like 12, 18 months. Yeah, though. Like I'm pretty sure he has play, a chronic. Um, he's got either ankle or knee issues. Yeah, like all the time. Something. I'm not 100 percent certain. Yeah, but I mean, like, as I said, he, he's been, like, even from back of the pack test last year, he was still playing on a bung knee. He's had several issues with his knees this year, coming in and out of games, like, playing, f- you know, definitely not 100%. Like, he just, he, he looks uncomfortable he being does, out there. But here's the thing, though, they don't need him to be 
all caps Andrew Fafita yeah. anymore. Or comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Just like they don't need Paul Gallen to be all caps Paul Gallen anymore. Well, I mean, they, they have got, small caps Paul Gallen, and, they, and he kicks field goals. Yeah, but they've got guys, well, oh God, specifically, mm. they've got Jack Williams and Braden Hamlin-Ueli. They're specific Islanders, I believe. <laughs> Who have done a really great job this year and are at the point now where they could probably... On yeah. merit, they'd be starting ahead of Pryor and they'd be starting ahead of Fafita. Hamlin Ueli is the both of them. terrifying. Hamlin Ueli Hamlin, Hamlin reminds me a lot of Fafita as a young man. Good you call. Know? I can, I can and say Will, that. Williams, Williams was terrific on the weekend. Williams mm. really lifted the tempo yeah. when he came on. And he's, they're and both, he's they're not, both super players. not scared of an offload, which not is at, one thing that they work really well yeah, off. Yeah, not at all. And because they have so many like, really quality forwards rotating through the middle, they should be strong in the middle throughout the entire 80 minutes. And with the power being out, that means a lot's going to fall. And all these young boys coming in, it's going to fall a lot on Jake Trebojevic, who's had an okay year, not a great one. And mm. it's going to fall a lot on Adam Fanula Blake, who has had a great year. Mm. But even someone as talented as him, it's a big, big load to bear. Mm. You know, so I, I'm, I'm liking the Sharks more by more by the hour. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty. Speaking of big loads to bear, Parramatta versus Brisbane at the new Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. Um, Broncos. Playing in Sydney. Now, that is well, just surely play, just a disadvantage. Just outside of Queensland. So, anywhere that's not... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah fair point. Um, Parramatta coming off a long run up here. Yeah, it's long, difficult long, to see how they lose this game. It's about the length of Church Street, let's be oh, fair. Oh, man, they're, they're, put, they're pitching them short. Joffre Archer, <laughs> second test style. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, like, most of the Broncos players are four foot eight, so <laughs> they're sailing over the boundary. Yeah, like, like we, we, we touched on this before, and you guys have touched on it in previous weeks. Brizzy rely on their individual talent. I don't think it's going to be enough in a game like this. Mm. Para, they're like, there's problems with para. Like, you know, the, the, the reliance on um, Mitchell Moses' kicking game to score tries and all that sort of stuff. But I think... At home, in front of that crowd, Brisbane's poor record. Yeah, in those circumstances, you know, I, I like I like Para to do them, and Para might even put a little bit of a score on them. You I know? think you are not far me. wrong. Um, I, all I can think about working in Brisbane's favour is that you take what we just said, reverse it, and apply it to the Brisbane St George semi final last year, and then the most unexpected result, arguably ever, in the finals happened. That's really. All they've got going for them. Yeah. Is if but, we're just but, really wrong but, about it. But everything. even then, that, that Dragons team was a lot more uh, cohesive and a lot That's more, true. I would say, a lot more talented that across Dragons the board. That Dragons team knew, how they, knew, knew what they were. Sorry, than Brisbane? In, in a lot of ways. Like, they knew that they had a lot of players who could just run really, really hard. Yeah. Really, really well. Um, and as you say, like, there are echoes of that in this Brisbane team, but it's, it's like t- two blokes. On behalf of um, the absent co-host, i got to mention... That Sean O'Sullivan did his knee on the weekend, Oof. and he's out till like early slash mid twenty twenty. Even though he is probably the best halfback at Brisbane, he wasn't playing first grade for reasons that remain unclear. Mm. Jake Turpin tries hard. Jake Turpin tries hard, but Sean O'Sullivan's really smart. What if they gave Alan SOS to Alfie Langer, who <laughs> spends most of the game on the field anyway? I can't believe you made the Alfie Langer spends most of the game on the field anyway. That is the most boomer shit you've ever said. <laughs> yeah, he's got you there. Right. He's got you there. Oh, sorry. Because uh, saying Leichhardt's great is a really <laughs> is a really millennial take. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in the knowledge that I'm an old man. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? True. Like, yeah, that's fair. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, 
this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. Alrighty, there is no news this week. Apologies. Um, Russell Crowe was at South Training. That's not news. Um, what is, is this new idea? Um, yeah, let's. I just cannot reiterate JWH getting off. Ridiculous. A um, little bit of news. NRLW is back this week. Hooray! Yay! Yeah, um, should be good. Yeah, um, should be good. I'm looking the, forward to the it. The Dragons look like the team to beat. They well, find I think a I, lot of good players. Yeah, I think what's really good is... Um, so, last year, Brisbane had the best squad in the competition by a fair way. But that squad's been broken up a little bit. And yeah, the well, big they've, got, they've for, got points point system now. God, yeah, it's dumb, but yeah. yes. I, it's, 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 I don't think it can work once there's more than like four or five teams in the comp. But it's good for now to spread yep. the talent around. The Dragons signed Brittany Braley, a dummy half who's really, really yep, sharp. the reigning Dallium player of the year. They got uh, Matty Studden from the Roosters didn't as well. We just, didn't back. we say it was the Daly W? Sorry, yes, the Daly W. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then they've signed. They signed a couple of the four, those Gun Broncos forwards as well, and they also got. Um, uh, they also got um, what's her name, uh, Penatani, the ex Rugby Sevens. Yes, that uh, center that played Origin and was playing for the Sharks. Yeah, the she's a comp. ripper, man. So they are looking really, really strong. Brisbane will be very strong again, obviously. Um, and the Warriors got Honey Haremi from the Dragons, who was the you know the best attacking player in the comp by far last year. So that was that was really their one sort of marquee signing, and the Roosters of largely kept the squad that they had last year together for the most part, apart from Studden and a couple of others. And they also got Kira Dib, who was the 5'8 for the Blues this yeah, year. Yeah, she had a really good game for the she Blues. She was very good like in that her. game. Um, it's quite it's quite interesting that there's a few people that played in that game that had not played in RLW before. But mm. um, it's pretty cool that that's, that's happening. So, yeah, it should be a great comp yeah, this year. So, one it's of those... the same as last year, annoyingly. Not, not, no, no, not many I, games. But i got to tell I, you, it, I don't it, mind that. Yeah. Because I right. think it's, it's better. I know there's a few clubs this year that... Um, have invested a little bit more heavily in like sort of Tasha Cup and, yeah. and things like that with a view to entering NRLW yeah. either next year or the year after. And I think that's the way to do it. You want the elite level to be the elite level. But you've got to have you know? the you've got to have the foundation to yeah, build on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think there's a problem with with going slow. You know yeah. what I mean? The the footy was of a really good standard last year. I'll, I'll admit I didn't watch a whole lot of women's footy before that, and I was surprised by how many of the players weren't just good athletes, but they were the like they were like smart footballers. You know what I mean? Like in that origin um, this year, the halfback for the Blues, was it Maddie Studden or Caitlin Marine? I can't remember. Maddie Studden. Maddie Studden, yeah. yeah. And she was doing things like uh, the old the old Josh Hodgson thing where she's got the ball down like she's going to kick it and then it's back up and she whips the pass out or she was, you know, stepping off both feet to square up defenders and go straight to the line. It was like stuff that yeah. you can't, you're like, you know, athletes can do that, but you can't teach them that. You only learn that by playing footy. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's there's a lot of like, Genuine footy players, 100%. not just girls that are big and, and strong. And I think that's what the, I really. The like other cool it. thing is there's two standalone games this year. So there's one: the Warriors will play a home game at Mount Smart, and the Roosters Dragons game will be at Leichhardt. Yes, it will. Yeah, which is no, that'll be, we'll go to that for sure. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong, but um, but yeah, it's a good comp. The un- the only the only thing that uh, that I kind of don't like about it is they play it before the men's semifinals, and that's all mad. But then they don't have the lower grade semifinals on the same day as the first grade ones anymore because mm. they're worried about the turf and that. But, you know, you can't have it all. Uh, yeah, I, as you say, it's it's good to have a comp where being a good player is not... You have to be a good player to play as opposed to being a good athlete. And that's yeah. one thing that the NRL... And they're not, they're not just trying to fill out numbers or anything. Exactly, either, and know? it's one you're thing that I think that the NRL in, you know you're pretty good. have looked at the AFLW specifically and gone, 
we don't want to have to sign players who are netballers. We don't want to have to sign players who are playing in the W League. Now, there's no, I, I don't disrespect those players for playing two codes. That's more than fair enough. If you're good enough, you, you know, you can play. But like, I respect the NRLW for sticking to their principles and being like, we want to be a rugby league competition first, yeah, and then a women's competition. If you get me, yeah, totally fair. Dale, uh, what do you think of Sam Kerr coming home to play in the AFLW she's and, not and get, make, get the, glo- the glory of, a, of an AFLW premiership? Oh. Yes, but wouldn't wouldn't kicking the Sharon around just mean that little bit more than being an international? I can't imagine anything annoying me more than if that happened. Uh, would you like to know something more annoying than that? Please. Her brother was once picked in an Indigenous All Stars team. Yeah, wait, aren't they? Aren't they like their father's Indian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you see the problem? Yeah, Daniel I Kerr, now. like I, I know, I know little of the Sharon and their wretched ways, but Daniel Kerr was a good player. Yeah, he was a good player. He's mm. not indigenous though. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> he's no, he's no Aurelio Fantasia. I'll tell you that much. Sick of the red tape, trying to keep, problem. trying to keep the brothers down. <laughs> a yeah. small problem in the, in the grand scheme. It of does things. seem like a fair problem. Um, other, other little bit of news: Todd Greenberg today said they have no idea where the grand final will be played in twenty twenty one or twenty two. Way to Kirkham, hey boys! Wouldn't we all love to go out there? Okay. Harvey Shepard Ival. I was going to okay. say, are you, you going to put out the cones? <laughs> I'll, put in, I'll put in a bid, man. Draw the, um, draw the camp is 30 acres, I'm telling you. Seriously, ya. the idea that we can't have it in Sydney because it's not sacred, I would much rather happily go away with the boys for the weekend to Suncorp than you watch know, a game at a grand final, no less. You know why SCG. it's going to be played at Jesus SCG, Christ. You know, you know the answer, right? You're going to hate this. I, I like the idea of it being at the SCG because it... it the idea is fine because the SCG for so long was was you know rug was a rugby league place. And well, I mean, it was the rugby league. Yeah, it, it really was, and 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 there is a sense of, of of history and nostalgia there that is really enjoyable. But at the same time, like Suncorp's the best rugby league stadium in the country, and also Brisbane's the best rugby league city in the yeah. country. Like, there's no cricket pitch in the middle. Yeah, of man. Suncorp. Yeah. And it'll it'll be pumping up there. It would be mm. absolutely sick. And as, and as as I say, yeah. like with the with the cricket pitch, like I, I don't want to harp on this issue because we had the issue with the A League this year. But like it's going to be October. They're going to be starting to prepare the pitch. Yeah. Oh my god! I, like uh, first week of October, the tests only what like six eight weeks away. You've got you've got Big Bash coming up. You've got you know other games that are going to be played there. Like just just yep. please fuck, please just take it Brisbane. Brisbane. Just, just play take it in Brisbane. Brisbane. Can can we play it at? It, can we take it to Port Moresby? Also, oh my god, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Dale, you just blew my mind. Okay, hundred percent in on that. Lloyd Robson Oval. If, if fourteen thousand capacity of fourteen thousand eight hundred, I will see you there. If your argument is about oh, and this is they talk about you know taking games taking semi-finals away from suburban grounds because we need to accommodate the number of fans that want to go. Well, Suncorp's bigger than the SCG. So, they they literally take that this, for data. They literally had this discussion in Melbourne this week with uh Geelong had a home semi-final because they Which, won the minor premiership. I mean, we're not an AFL podcast, ridiculous. There's been was, a, there was been a sickening amount of AFL channels. I know, but was played at the MCG instead Sorry. of at Geelong's home ground. So, and then the fucking AFL com. Oh, but think about how many people would have missed out. Yeah, yeah it's not Geelong won the Mona Premiership. Yeah, they should ridiculous. be hosting it at it's their absurd. home ground. Um, but the point is, uh, footy games at cricket grounds sucks. Yes, correct. Also, yeah. there's a massive camber on it, which, um, which sucks. A bunch doubly. of clubs announced a lot of releases today. We're not going to go through them all. No, because um, Billy Britain. I'm disgusted that Private Billy Britain, Billy Britain. the that's, reigning that's Canterbury Cup Player of the Year, no less, has been released by Souths. Uh, Carl Turner gone as well. Another grand final shaped hole in my heart. So. Surely, surely Billy Britton goes to uh, goes to Cronulla with a name like that. Canberra, surely. No, he's the most Anglo player in the comp. <laughs> Canterbury's Canterbury's the rumor. Yeah, and it'd be oh, a nice go. fit for them because well, they I mean, need he's the Canterbury Cup player of the year. Yes, that's oh, ex- that's exactly why. Not because not because the Bulldogs need a dummy half. <laughs> it would be 
It would be a little bit of poetic justice for Canterbury if they got a 25-year-old hooker out of reserve grade from Souths, who turned out to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy who got released, Gideon Geller-Mosby from the Cowboys. Classic He's Mosby. one of those dudes who... Poor one out for you, homie. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's probably never going to be any good, but he's really fast and he's also crazy. So a lot of stuff happens when he's on the field. So do the Raiders. Yeah, so I really hope someone picks him up because I, I like am... watching him... Run around the field really quick sure he's going to go and do to the crazy Titans. stuff. He might have already signed for the Titans by the time. There's this a pretty good. Is well, the Titans had been linked to him, so I don't even <laughs> so know. I, 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 know. I don't that. know. I don't know if he's going to be any good. I don't know if he can be any good. But I like watching him do weird stuff. It's a shame quickly. that it's a shame that there isn't a professional nine circuit. I know. Oh man, he'd be sick. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to have any questions. It's everyone's, it's everyone's favourite time. How dare you? Uh, it's I'm, my turn. No, shush, uh, shush you. The boys, Lawrence, are, the boys have just been bickering for a good five minutes Link's about who's going to get to read the questions. Pat Lawrence 26. If Adam Reynolds and Josh Dugan were to fight each other in a cage match, who would make it into the cage first without getting injured? <laughs> Assuming they both get injured and we're left with no fighters for the main event, which two players would you want to see take their spot? Dukes would get there. Well, Dukes would be on track to get there first because he's a longer stride. Like We know how slow Adam Reynolds is. Mm-hmm. Um, Dugan usually gets hurt when people hit him. Reynolds just kind of breaks. My take, so I'm my backing is, Dugs, but like, what if someone slaps him on the back well, extra hard? I was on just the way thinking out? That he's going. He's going up to the cut man to get the Vaseline on the you know on the brow. Yeah, and he gets he gets spiked in the eye. <laughs> ah, ah. I he's, like. He's I gone like... to Brett Finch. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. I like the second half of this question. So two NRL players. To cage fight. To cage, well, I think just to fight. Mm. I've got mine ready. Shoot, go. Jack Whiten, because mm. I think he's got the best hands in the NRL. Oh, good call. Not catching hands, punching hands. And I want him to fight James Graham. Um, Dale? I've got the correct answer. Once okay, you, go, you go. Oh, the correct answer is Paul Gallen and Manu Mo. Oh, I don't know, man. That's what the people want. Yeah, I know, but when it, this isn't a street fight, this is in a in a cage or a ring or something. Uh, you know what I'm my, saying? I'll, my ba- I'll back Ma'u. I'll ma- back Ma'u on the streets. Mm. No worry in the world. But like man to man, I'll back Ma'u. But in the cage, sanitised with gloves and stuff, Gal will just jab him and run away for five rounds like he did when he fought Junior Paulo. Needle him? Huh? Needle away? There's no takedowns in boxing, though. Well, you didn't say it was a boxing. You just said it was fight. Well, it's yeah, a cage, cage match. Fight. That's implied that it's your that's You're MMA. Boxing cage. cage match implies it's MMA. I, but I mean, like, well, if it's MMA, then it's Smith. Smith, yeah, Smith, the man to beat. How's Gallon's like, wrestle? He's Demi and Meyer, dog. Like, <laughs> uh, my take: Jack Whiten and Josh Addo Carr. Ooh, I like that. His grandfather's a boxer. Yeah, Wally Carr. Yeah, yeah that's a good pick. Also, so pedigree. Bonus, yeah. bonus answer for personal beefs: uh, Cody Walker, Luke Keary. Yeah, I'd like that yeah, too. Fair. I'd back, I'd back Walker though, bro. Oh, I reckon yeah, he'd, I only have to hit him. he'd only have to yeah. But I think what the punters really want is Sandow Carney too, because Sandow was oh, robbed. As, Sandow, we, as you Sand- and I discuss literally every time we hang out. Sandow was robbed in that it's fight. It's a disgrace. He the, won that fight. What happened was Carney won the second round because Sandow slipped over on a bit of advertising. And so he slipped over and Carney has stood over him and screamed like he's knocked him down. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but Chrissy won that fight. He was stone cold, Rob. Ridiculous. Next question from Damon Berg. If the Tigers had an NRLW team, would they also come ninth? <laughs> they, would come, they would come ninth in a six-team comp. That's pretty special. That's very good. Uh, Matt Coleman, who had the more unbelievable, untouchable run of form? 2019, Steve Smith, or 2009, Jared Hayne? And they also said, spin the base. <laughs> 
It's one of my one of Coleman's gags. I was there for that. No, you weren't there when it started, though. I, you were I, there for like the set the second iteration. Sorry, I had other friends to hang out with. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a good spicy. one. Spicy. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> Got him. Anyway, um, Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Because Jared Hayne was great, but Steve Smith's. Average in this series is a joke. And if you take out the two times he got out slogging, his average is like 300. Yeah. Also, Steve Smith won something at the end of it. Ooh, yeah, well, that's, that's where I was going to go. Mm. Yeah, uh, And Pat Lawrence replied to that saying, 2019 Smith is more untouchable than Al Capone, which I agree with. Uh, Jack Cronin. They got, they, got, they, got, they got Al Capone, though. They got him on tax evasion. <laughs> He's as touchable as Al Capone because Capone got done for tax evasion and Smith got done for the sandpaper. There you go, boys. This is happening. Well done, everyone. Um, You're not as enthused as I thought you'd be. Stay there. woke, yo. Uh, Jack Cronin. <laughs> If a player eye gouges another, should they A, be penalised and face the judiciary, or B, be murdered on the field in front of thousands of people and sent in a body bag to England? They should be transported to Van Diemen's Land. <laughs> okay, fair. That's, uh, the, that's the, the convict equivalent of being sent to Perth. <laughs> Pythago NRL. Uh, Great account. Uh, multiple questions. How do you feel about the appointment of Peter Volandis? Conflicted. I Look, I don't really know much about Peter Volandis either way, apart from that he was the CEO of Racing New South uh, Wales. He is the or whatever. CEO of Racing New South Wales. Oh, yeah. I don't like that he's doing the two jobs. Yeah, I don't see how he could possibly do one. I don't see how he could possibly do them both properly. Um, I do think it's interesting that he doesn't get any of the he's not a rugby league man that a few other ad- prominent administrators have got in recent times. Mm. Probably because of the horse racing, rugby league. Like A lot of people are into both of those things. I yeah, guess. but even so, like, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Sure. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Bit, I don't know enough about I'm it. I'm a little bit uninformed. Um, second question, but we've already covered it. If this is covered, how do you feel about suburban grounds? Um, anything else you want to add? But we talked about this a lot already. No, no, it's yep. all right. We yeah, need more okay. asbestos. Um, if that gets covered in news too, do you have a preferred rugby league club to follow outside the NRL? And if so, who? Well... Camden Rams. Um, that's it. Coonab- Barrow and Unicorns. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like once once is yeah outside the NRL, man. I got a lot of love to give. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I'm not emotionally tied to anyone. If anyone's anyone, doing so. the right thing, you got to you got to give that yeah. love. Yeah, man. No? Exactly. But like you know, because I'm one of those rugby league expansionists. Like I love the Wolfpack. Love yep. the the love the PNG Hunters. I'm a big Brooklyn Kings guy. Yeah, Brooklyn Kings, man. New York Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Like Toulouse, Catalan. Yeah. All of, all those good, all those all those. Just bet that all the teams will have a good time. Anywhere I can get a red one. <laughs> uh, Jack game. Cronin again says, "Very happy to have Chance Nickel Campton on the pod. Which player will be remembered more fondly by Raiders fans, Antonio Brown or Matt Orford?" Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> did Matt Orford play for Canberra? He did when two two thousand and eleven? He yeah. played, I think, six or seven games, and they lost all of them. Fun, mate. He played those six or seven games in the first twelve weeks of the season, and then retired. At that's least he how played. Bad it was Antonio Brown's behaviour was fine. yeah, but like. Matt, Matt Orford, it was stuff like there was a minute to go. There was a second to go. It was 79 minutes, 59 seconds. And Canberra had a scrum feed up by one. And he fucking knocked it on at the base of the scrum, giving possession to the Titans, who then kicked a field goal and won in goal at point. Well, that is very funny. It was things like that. I think Antonio Brown will be remembered more fondly because he didn't... He didn't like, play. He didn't actually play for them, hmm. so he didn't like negatively impact their play in well, a direct way. I mean, way. he did, though, because they used several draft picks to get him. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it's not like he... Imagine if he played for him and he just went out there and just lay down the middle. Yeah, but Matt, like, did Matt Alford, by what you're saying, it's not like he was out there not trying. He just wasn't very good anymore. Fair point. Like, but, you can't blame but, a guy for getting out there and doing his best. Antonio Brown actively did his work. And, and okay, also, yeah, and, I'm coming yeah, around. Antonio but, but I mean, also, the other thing with Brown is, um, like, they, they spoke... The, the Raiders players after the game was like... He w- he wasn't out there. We'd made contingency plans. They'd made contingency plans when he- there wasn't like when he wasn't 
willing to train and when he will, wasn't willing to make these concessions, they just went, okay, we'll, we'll get someone else to do the job that we had appointed you to do. You know, they could make plans around him because he wasn't playing. See, I feel like that's a point uh, for Orford hatred. Yeah, no, that's, that's my point. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, Orford cool. was out there, not, maybe not willingly, but definitely stinking Really it up. sucking badly. Yeah, he did suck bad. Um, from, well, like, from personal, like, from my club standpoint, like trying to compare like a situation in each... I dislike Chris Walker and Adam McDougall for their conduct at South. I hate Mad Dog. More than I dislike Shannon Hegarty or Fatuli Talanoa, who just weren't very good. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair, that's a good, that's point. a good point you yeah, make. Point. Yep. Um, Mr. S. Triple Eight. Campo, say good day to your cousin that came to Magic Round and was blown away by the NRL Twitter people meeting up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was a real, it was a real scene there, man. Like, it was... Um, I can't even remember who was there. It was a lot of people, but uh, my cousin who... Like a lot of my family is very not online. That's kind of like where <laughs> they I, have the internet out in Camden. They, man, they do, but it's like it's you is know it a that's kind of where that's kind of where I get my Luddite tendencies from. Right, and he just I told him I said, look, there's some fellas I know there, and then there's some fellas that like you know they know off of off of Twitter, and it blew his mind. He just couldn't couldn't get his head couldn't get his head around it, couldn't understand it. Big Facebook guy, not really. Ooh. Good dude, though. Does he write letters? <laughs> he needs the emotion of letters. Well, man, he's one of those guys who. We'll be writing a text, and he'll write the text, and then he'll like just have like a five par break mm. in the same text, and then write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like how your granddad does. <laughs> My um, granddad does not write. Paul Max seventy eight. <laughs> how pumped are you guys for the ESL relegation scrap on Saturday morning? Who's playing? Super five psyched, games man. kicking off at the same time. Four teams even on twenty points. How is Blake Austin going, mate? Osto, Osto has been... Is he in the relegation? No, he's with Warrington. Are they good? Slipped, they're good, but they've slipped badly. It Are they like in the playoffs? They're in the playoffs, okay. but he um, brained him like the first maybe three quarters of the season. He's been struggling with injury ever since. London had a really good Where's win. Where's Brock Lamb? He's playing for London, and he had a blinder on the oh. weekend. He scored a great solo try. Set up, I think he set up the winning try for a fellow named Jay Pitts. And they were playing Fun. the whole KR, and London needed to win Did that they need game to, win? Okay. to stay alive in the... The promotion race. I'd love it if London stayed up. It'd hurt if Hulk KR went down, but for the greater good, for the cause. And, I, I, I and really where's Daniel Holdsworth up. in all this? Daniel Holdsworth is an assistant coach at the Sharks. I saw him on um, Sunday. Where's Rangi Chase? Rangi Chase. He's still playing somewhere in England, but not top division anymore. I can't remember the name of it. I'm not as across. Um, I'm trying to name be, like previous fringe first graders who became heroes. Where's Cameron Phelps? Cameron Phelps is a player manager now. He manages Mike Acevo. Your knowledge impresses me. I'm not going <laughs> to... Um, so, just, just for the record, because I know that we have to know this, it's uh, the four teams are Wakefield, Huddersfield, Hull KR and London, and I am all about games at the same time. 100%. Consecutive man. kickoffs are sick. Um, Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Darren, 79. Top five fullbacks this year. Let's just do this. <laughs> we'll do this really quickly. So James Tedesco number one. We all agree. Yes. Yep. Yes. Good chat. Uh, uh, is is Roger Tuivasa-Check number two? Yes, he is. Yep. Is Tom Tavoyevich number three? Uh, yeah, he's in the top. Is five. CNK number four? Correct. And number five is kind of up in the air. Is it Ryan Pappenhausen? Might be. It might, might be actually be. Who knows? Could it's be probably still Kalen Ponga, just barely. Nah, no. Yeah. He fell off. Gutho, right. I reckon. All right, fine. Sure. Why not? Good. Uh, and he also said, do players actually care about the history of the SCG change rooms or, quotes, the presence of Mal Meninga in the dressing sheds? Something the media often bring up. Um, I th- some players definitely do. I wouldn't say it's a universal thing. Uh, maybe, the SCG, probably not as much unless they were big cricket fans. The presence of Mal Meninga is a real thing. Um, and it might not impact on every player, but I think it impacts on a lot of players. There's a reason that his teams play hard for him. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, uh 
Next question. Uh, Danger Anger said, uh, what is more inevitable, the Tigers finishing ninth or Curtis Sheeran unable to finish a season? And Sam Warden replied, they're both inevitable. Yeah, that's a real, that's a dead heat. Mm. Mm. What, uh, if, what if Curtis Sheeran and played, for the, played for the Tigers and they finished ninth and he didn't finish a year with injury? I'm sure that's happened once. Maybe. If not more than once. That would almost be the rugby league singularity. I'm pretty sure that's like Season 2016. Like, yeah. <laughs> that happened that year. <laughs> we may never know. I have a feeling he uh, might have had a lot on his plate that year. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Estrabillade again. For Campo, sexiest big man this season? Um, I don't know if he, I would describe him as sexy, but the most attractive one's John Asiata because he has such a positive attitude about life and footy. Good shout. Trent Slats did a really good yarn on him the other day and they were talking about the last couple of games for the season and Asiata just had a really great perspective on it and he just sort of said how much he loved playing footy and how much he loved meeting people and how much he loved being involved in his community and a good attitude is is very sexy to me in a big man so big john uh, another big man related question from Patton meister do the gallon field goal and papali try both rank as top 10 moments for this season oh uh, top 10 i'm not quite sure off the top of my head gallon does yeah um, the sure. papali try probably not mm. um i would but you would yeah nice like it 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 like it topped off that comeback. Oh, I, I thought he meant the one on the weekend. Oh, I assume he means the one against Melbourne. Oh, okay, well, the one against Melbourne is, yeah, is, is sure. definitely top ten. Yeah. yeah, I was very confused by this. Well, no, he scored like, one on the shit. weekend where yeah, like, no. he showed the ball. No, no, I know, but I, I back sh- like that. And I assume he's talking and... about the Storm one. Uh, but Triple Eight, what's the point of it all? He is a Tigers fan. If people, uh, it'll, get who, better. it'll get better. So who knows? Tomorrow we could all be dead. Should, uh, Caesar told me so. Simo three nine three. Should the NRL bring in a dunce cap like in? Like a dunce cup, like in fantasy comps, and if so, how many were the Tigers have won in the I last decade? I would much prefer if they brought in a dunce cap, and they all had to play the dunce cup whilst wearing <laughs> yeah. dunce caps. Well, we've done it. That'd be fantastic. Justin, d- hang on. Would dunce caps pre- pre- like prevent concussion? Yes, <laughs> only if they're made out of quartz. Only if they're made of quartz. <laughs> Fucking hell! I never want the headgear chat to die purely because it gives our friend NRL physio, ironically, gives him brain aneurysms as it is NRL, NRL, NRL physio, the most patient man in the world. Or Brian, sorry, rugby league physio. Yeah. We don't want to get sued. He is an extremely patient fellow. He's extremely oh, good natured. He's, he's honestly he's one, of the, one of the fella, nicest fellas <laughs> oh I've met God. in footy. But if you mention headgear, <laughs> <laughs> he oh, the eyes start spinning like pokies, man. It's crazy. Don't do it. Um, Justin <laughs> Davies, following Gal's amazingly disrespectful field goal, what is the most disrespectful but clean act you've seen on a sporting field? Um, do you guys, you, know, you might remember when um, T.O., back playing in Dallas yep. for the first time, did the thing on yep, the star? for sure. Yeah, yeah that, that, was good. That, that that's up there. That was mad, though. Um, that was pretty disrespectful. Um, I th- I've got a clear number one for this. And I, it's actually not even close. Okay. Uh, mine is when the Cavs players started playing the bottle game at Madison Square Garden when they were beating the Knicks by like twenty points. Oh yeah, that's good. I think like that was the most disrespectful nice. thing I've ever seen. Dale, anything? Uh, Graham Sernus planted a flag in the middle of a pitch. That is true. He did do that. Mm. Dope. Oh, Baker Mayfield also did something similar to that when he was playing for Oklahoma. He did. Yeah. He did. But it's college footy. It's like it's kind of designed I, to be I disrespectful. Just, like, Madison Square Garden, Cavs, Knicks, and they're in the fucking corner just trying to flip a bottle <laughs> while the game is still playing. Like it was, it was, it was ridiculous. Was that was that a Cavs team featuring? Was, was the Le- LeBron Cavs? Was it, and they, was like it all the good players. It would, it would always Smith be was, more. It would always I was be say, more was, disrespectful if, if it was one of the non-LeBron Cavs teams when they were terrible. Maybe. I was going to say, was this with? It was JR Smith. At yeah, no, I think the, they did it because it was to say it to high-five someone. Uh, he did do that. Yeah, yeah he dapped someone up, and that was that was very funny. That's but right. no, yeah, yeah. It, I think this was directly after Phil Jackson said something about like their posse, and this was kind oh yes, yeah, I remember that. Their sort of like way of making him look foolish, which they did very well. Um, Danger Anchor again Following on from Simo's 
uh, comments. Where were you when you heard about nine eleven? I um, I was at school. I wasn't at school. Were you at My school? mum. What happened at like eleven p.m. our time? Well, no, but no. you got to remember what it was like then. It wasn't like we. All I woke up and my mum was watching the TV crying. Yeah, my mum came and, and woke me. Yeah, that's how it's, woke me yeah. and all my brothers and sisters up and said, "You got to come. You got to yep. come." That was, that was sorry. School was when I first saw the the news reports because they yeah. wheeled the TV in to match. It's I, I I've I've read a couple of times that for people of our age or of our generation, that's like one of the. Big, that's when that's, that's our moon landing. Yeah, it's like where were you? When, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, like, I, I I remember it very vividly. There was a there was a show, uh, one of those like retrospectives on the other night on TV, and it was just weird, kind of watching it back and being like, I can't believe we're still watching this twenty years yeah, later. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, it, so my grandparents were still awake when it happened live, and they were watching an episode of The West Wing. And oh, they God, and they yeah. thought they thought for like the first five minutes that this was part of I the thought, episode wow. of the West Wing that Bro, they were watching. I have a feeling that you've told this story. I before. think I have told the story crazy. on this podcast before. But yeah, how weird's that? Imagine seeing that happen and thinking it was part of a TV show for the first few minutes. That's crazy, man. It'd be like being a part of like a shooting somewhere, thinking it's like a like a movie set or something. Yeah. Like being like realizing the, it's like real. the, uh, the Aurora shooting in the yeah in yeah the exactly film, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question, Butsy Triple Eight again. Antonio Brown, fortunate fool or diabolical genius? I'm saying this was clearly choreographed. Diabolical <laughs> genius, kick the Patriots out of the NFL. <laughs> they are oh, hashtag the Patriot way. I hate you so much. Uh, is Lamar Jackson the best throwing wide receiver in the league? To which Stacker of Days replied, Lamar Jackson is not a wide receiver. He's a running back. <laughs> I'm glad he's doing well, man. I really liked him. I wanted the pass to take him. He was outstanding. And, um, oh, well, if you want him, just tell him to facilitate a trade by like slandering his entire franchise. Well, maybe we will. Maybe you will. <laughs> and uh, what whack shit will we get from BJ Lailua this weekend? Well, I don't, th- I don't want to predict what we might get from Joe because I don't want to narrow it down. You know what I'm saying? Like... What if he wants to kick a field goal? I don't want to restrict his vision. I don't want to impair what he's got going on. You know, if he wants to, if he wants to, like you know, punch on with Cameron Smith in the parking lot, like, he, he's, he's got to do that. Fair. I, I you know, think you got to let uh, you got to let Joey do Joey. We we know that he does a lot of whack shit. We know that he's had issues with jerseys before. I reckon what he's going to do is he's going to get in a tackle and he's going to put somebody's head up his shirt as some kind of strange show of dominance. <laughs> okay. So hang on. So he's going to put someone else's head. Oh his no, Joey's like, shirt. Like, like, he's gonna pull, like what? He's going to pull his pull their head up under his, under the bottom of his shirt and just like he would catching a football oh, up under there. Okay, he's going to whoop. Yep, and now your head's under there. You can't. Oh, get see, out. I thought he was going to do oh, like Kenny Wu in the Mighty Ducks, stick gloves <laughs> shirt, and then pull their own shirt over their head and then start bashing them. Actually, so, that's a great shout. And I mean, with Melbourne, do love a fight mm. at Melbourne. So look, we could see one of one of those pull. pull I really want him to give like if Brody Croft plays like give Brody Croft like an atomic wedgie or something. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, now, what were we saying about John uh, about Bateman earlier in the season? Someone's going to kneel down behind him and he's going to push them over. I would right. love that to happen too. Uh, Jack Dunn says, "Does Camper have a feel for the pod?" I mean, he has honestly. He's he's come in. He's done his job. I'd he's... say he's the best off pod player we've got. Ooh. I mean, yeah, because this pod hasn't gone for four hours, so it can't be Harry because I have a meal to oh, eat. A few of my um, early efforts, we went, we went pretty long. Yeah, I've I've always joked that having you on, having you and Harry on the podcast would turn this into a radio. If show. If we ever had both of them on together, oh boy, yeah, has that happened? Welcome sure to welcome to two NRL. So. You probably me and Harry that. have hung out before though. Okay, that would have gone for about four weeks. <laughs> um, we hung out for a month one afternoon. <laughs> Jeez. Very good. Um, skill underscore hello says, Mr. Campton, the people's team, the Canberra Raiders, seem to have the momentum of a runaway train. Why are they so popular? A tough question, but, but a, fair a fair one. one. <laughs> for, some um, pe- for some people, it's their incorruptibility. 
But all I want to say is that they're going to win the premiership whether those fat cats down on Anzac Parade like it or not. I think that might be the best episode from the first two seasons, right? It's it's one of the first like, it's classics. It's really, really yeah. good. Um, James K1312, have you checked the surrounding area for asbestos before potting? No. So well, if, have yeah, we I checked might be in trouble. The, your building cladding is not flammable? We have not. I got immunized against asbestos. It's fine. Okay, oh, you good. got the, you just got the, the shot. Yeah. And good he call. also asked, "Would you say the Browns stinking up the joint after all the preseason hype is the most Cleveland thing ever?" Yes, they're the knights of the NFL. I've said this before. I saw that Ooh. tweet earlier, and when it said, "When you, would you say Browns stinking up the joint?" I thought he's talking about the knights. Yeah. <laughs> and you just reading that question, I was like, "Seriously, know, we dude, spoke the, about this three the, weeks the, ago. I've said this before. The Hugh Jackson Nathan Brown parallels are a real thing. Uh, Matty McP is Paddy Mills an immortal? Yes, sure. Hoops Immortal? Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, Harry, not our best part. Harry Ramage. Mm. Uh, Raiders for the Super Bowl NRL Premiership double. Oh, well, good today. Ha- oh, good today. That Josh Jacobs is a goal, man. Serious question. Has there been a uh, an NRL, NFL double name Super Bowl Premiership year? Uh, Broncos? I'd have, to, I'd have to scratch my head a little bit. Yes. There might have been a Broncos no, early uh, 90s. And- no, 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 no. Because the Broncos won their first Super Bowl, I think... Like the the ninety eight season that ended at the start of ninety nine. We'll give it to him. So, yeah, I'll yeah, take, yeah, so we'll I, take that. Yeah, it's, so I think that, that's, yeah, that's the good. closest one. Yeah. Can have Storm and Chargers. They're basically the same thing. Bolts. Yeah, well, Chargers never won one though. Yeah, well, that, look, I'm trying. How shocking! Remember I mean, remember, no, but oh, you know, remember the, when the Parramatta Forty Nineers won in the eighties? Remember that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. What a great time! Uh, maybe the Bears. When the when did the Bears win their only like New South Wales Rugby League premiership? Nineteen fifty-five. Man, that's probably too late for the nineteen twenty-one and twenty-two. Well, mm-hmm. I'll look that up while we keep reading questions. Well, the Chicago um, Bears didn't exist until no, like no, but they've existed, for, they've existed for a hundred. Yeah, hundred. They were the Decca Tour yeah. Staley's for the first couple of years. Oh, true. Um, Simo again says, "Where does the Paul Gallon field goal rank in all-time moments?" I can't stand the bloke, but it's in my top ten moments of rugby league. I think that's pretty fair. It was pretty funny. It was good. It, and it wasn't like, oh, that's funny. Big. That was objectively hilarious. Yeah. I, I, a couple of people got their noses bent out of joint and all that sort of stuff. Off. But it's like, it's Paul Gallon, it's the Sharks, man. This is what they do. And you also, know what I mean? like, we, we, were, we were in the office for that game and people were, like, almost cry laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I hate the bloke and I hate the Sharks, but it was great. Sometimes, what is it? Best, best person, uh, worst person you know has, has, a, great a, has a great point. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that is. I think that's pretty fair. I think you'd have to be. You'd have to have you a have heart have of a stone. Heart, you have to have a hard heart to think that that's not funny. I mean, you could have a hard heart from, you know, being a, being a Tigers fan for the last ten years, but you know. Oh, if I was a Tigers fan, I wouldn't think it's funny. Um, by the way, uh, the um, the Chicago Staley's won the. And uh, won the NFL championship the same year the North Sydney Bears did, yeah, but, but they, they became the Bears, Bears a year later. Oh, How unfortunate oh, oh, oh. is but that? But the North North Sydney Bears weren't called the Bears until the nineteen fifties. Before that, they were called the Shawmen. You know what? <laughs> Just Chicago stop does it. Have, Chicago <laughs> does have a shore. It should be noted. <laughs> Um, oh, this must have been... I don't know why the comments are all out of order. This must have been saying, following on from Simo's comment about 9-11, because Simo asked, with everyone listening on 9-11, when should we know... When should we change the name of people who know 9-11 was inside job from conspiracy theorists to historians? <laughs> How do you explain building 6 and 7? Um, I will adhere to that request when the mancad becomes acceptable. Mm, good answer. That's fair. Benno Wallace, if you could put an NRL player on a reality show, who is it and what show? Mine are Ross Dog on Big Brother for three months of The Great Man and Dave Taylor on Lego Masters to try and watch his <laughs> sausage fingers try and work the box. That's great. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, mm. Yeah. Um, mine would be... 
uh, Jordan Rapana and BJ Alua on The Amazing Race. I was going to, oh, I was going to say answer. that is a great one. That's I was going to say, I was going to say Lailua on um, The Bachelor or something. Wouldn't be mm. bad. No, you'd have to have, like some clean cut kid like Chanel Harris Tavita on The Bachelor. <laughs> um, oh no, Adam Blair on Survivor. He'd take it literally and start, yeah, he'd kill start people. killing yeah, people. Yeah, he'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> a good friend, Eddie Smith. There wouldn't be many social yucks when Adam Blair's committing several murders on a tropical island. All of, all of the uh, all the old bloody gifts from, from Channel 10 socials are all behind a sensitive <laughs> warning. Blair, Blair, goes, Blair goes full apocalypse now. Like, Here lies <laughs> Jonathan Papalia, bludgeoned to death with a tiki torch. <laughs> Rallies the natives and declares himself king. I'm so into only this. I may, only I may speak when I hold the footy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's Dale. You got one? Uh, no, I think they're both very good answers. Oh, that's 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 hurt. That's hurt me. <sighs> okay, <laughs> stacker of days. You need a fourth player for your ten fin bowling team. Do you choose George Burgess, Josh Maguire, or Hudson Young? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. These Great question. Um, Hudson Young did it twice, so that's your answer. Mm. George did it twice actually, too. Mm, it's not his go. And so did Maguire. Maguire's done it like eight <laughs> times, actually. So yeah. um, no, but oh, Maguire, bad depth perception. Yeah, true, very true. And he's, I don't know if I'd want to be his teammate. And George would double, somehow drop the ball. Yeah, he double cross me at the worst possible. I think moment. Hudson Young George, is the George answer. would be George would be the one you know in wee bowling where you throw the ball backwards and everyone jumps in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would actually happen. Yeah. I think I go George because he's a laugh on the piss allegedly. Uh, Fair point. That's uh, shocking. Maddie McPee again. What's a worse look for rugby league? The eye gouge or a sport born from pokey money hiring the head of racing New South Wales to be its new chairman? Yeah, look, it's not a great look. Uh, I, look, I'd be... You could have both. You can't have it. Think about it this way. You can't have a bad look when you've got no eyes. I guess. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, well, uh, Maddie McPee again. Why are the Brits at it again? Because oh. the Brits are always at it. Mm, they're always Pop at it. that. You losers. Just deal with it. Oh, they're, we can have Joffrey Archer in the Nets imitating Steve Smith, but the day the Aussies do it back after you called Steve Smith a cheat for six weeks straight, the day he has a bit of fun after winning the series and just, you know, dunking on you all over your pathetic country, please. Whenever you, you think the arms. Brits aren't at it, that's when they're actually at it the most. It's 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 sad that we have to mention the Brits so so much in a week where Billy Britton was let go, as we said. Today know. of all days. Yes. Translate. The disrespect. My question is for Campo, just how good is rugby league? It's really great. It's, it's good great. answer. Yeah. Um, Danger Anger, again, he says, if Nathan Brown had his time again, would he release a player-coach conversation like Antonio Brown did and demand to go to another club? <laughs> well, the Knights social team has been doing some really fun stuff this year, so maybe he could have like recruited them and, he could have and snuck, cut it up. Or he could, yeah, I was going to say, or he snuck it into several conversations that none of us would have known about. <laughs> and then it would have been like one of those magic eye books where you, you, read around the, you read around the border and, oh my God, there's oh my a God. message. That Antonio Brown... Vid, it looks like it's like a Nike ad. I saw it and I got like pumped. I wanted to go. Are we do... sure it wasn't Frank Caliendo pretending yeah. to be John? <laughs> I wanted to go like do deadlifts or something. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna prove the haters wrong. You and me, Tone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got another question. Uh, should the Broncos name three hookers on the bench like the Tigers this week to squeeze O'Sullivan into the halfback role? <laughs> I'm already pro O'Sullivan. You yep. all know that. Yeah. Um, and then a, him, another he, last question from him: Who died to make King Gutho the king? Well, we've talked about this before. We, we're not. We're not. We're not here for it. What, that he's the king? We're not here for it. No. What kind of person would give themselves a nickname that they haven't earned? Yeah. Don't know. I mean, no, uh, no, I one, know. no one, no one know, that we know would do Ridiculous. <laughs> Corey Goats, after watching what Steve Smith has done carrying the team to an away Ashes victory, are your minds changed, re, re, the better Smith out of Cam and Steve? 
That first question yeah. that you got, who's better, Cam or Steve, that's one of the best questions you ever got. Uh, on one yeah. swallow does not make a summer. I mean, he's awesome. He mm. might be the second best ever after Bradman, but that's just the thing. You can't say he's the best ever at cricket because Don Bradman was so bloody good. Yeah. Whereas mm. you can say can Cam say Smith, Cam is, Smith the is the best ever at But in terms of the way they're dominating the current landscapes, you might say he's he's better because there are other really good rugby league players that are influencing their teams to a great extent, whereas Steve Smith is... Oh, Steve Smith is carrying this the, team so three, to such an extent. The three tests, the three tests that he's played in the four out of the four, the margins have been Steve Smith's innings. Yeah, yeah. like the first was I think Australia won by like two hundred and eleven runs or something like that, and he scored like, like two fifteen in the first innings. Obviously, the Storm wouldn't be as good with Cam Smith without Cam Smith. There, everybody knows no, that. But, but if you replaced him with say Josh Hodson and still like Craig Bellamy's coach, they'd probably still be a top four team. They'd definitely still be a top eight team. Whereas if you took Steve Smith out of this team and replaced him with Mitch Marsh, they would not be. They would have lost yep. every match. We so. would have lost by innings. So there's, there's, you can make points well both ways. Uh, Mario Siegs. Tigers conceded 26 more points and won one fewer game in 2019 compared to 2018. Does Madge actually deserve all the praise he's getting? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Harvey G. Of all the clubs outside the eight this season, which fan base should feel the most optimistic about their club's prospects going forward? I'm going to say the Tigers. I think the Tigers... Um and the Bulldogs. Yeah. And, yeah Why not? Tigers and Bulldogs. They really turned around yeah. faster than we thought they would. And um, I, I know I said all that stuff before about the Knights having to win their fans back, but... If this guy turns out to be a good if, coach... If then... O'Brien turns out to be as good as everyone says he is, then... Yeah. Correct. Then it won't take them long. Um, and his second question, same question in reverse. Uh, I'd say... Who, who, so, who so in on, the eight has can, the least? Yeah. yeah. Can you say oh, the question, so please? Which set of fans of a top eight team should feel the most pessimistic going forward? Oh, okay. Um... I'd probably say Cronulla because all their best players are getting old. Yeah, but like I said, if they've got Hamlin, Ueli and Williams and all that coming through, the next gen's there, they're coming through. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think anyone in the eight really should Maybe power. be too pessimistic. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, someone has to. The, the top eight never stays the same. Yeah, I know, but... No, I, I, I think you can find reasons to be really optimistic for all of the top eight teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Cameron Kusher. If there was a selfish player off, who would win? Paul Gallon or Bob Farah? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Don't know. Tough one. I think we'll leave That's that a one. draw. <laughs> yeah, fair. Warwick Ahern, which Split current decision draw? Great question. This one. Which current NRL player is most capable of doing what Antonio Brown did over the weekend? Or oh, Cooper Cronk? No. Yeah, mm. he's the only one. He's the only one smart enough to pull it off. Yeah, but he's not a, like he, he would never behave in the way Antonio Brown's behaved publicly. He wouldn't behave. He, he might. That, he wouldn't behave in that way. But he would he be the one to manufacture it. I mean, like, I mean, as we all know, he's like I mean, a lovely guy, smart bloke, but also. Like ruthless. Mitch like Moses ruthless literally did this. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. With Brown, it was it was it was more intricately uh, executed. Moses, it was just like I've had enough. I'm out of here. Yeah. Also, it, was, it was literally like a, a two week thing. Brown has been plotting this yeah. for months. Uh, on I'm going to say Kalen Ponga. So, oh, yeah, I don't mind that. In the future, I don't mind yeah. it. Cop that. Cooper Cronk, how dare you? He's a nice too. boy. He is a nice boy. I'm no, just saying. That's, that's, I think, is the point. Is yeah, that that, he's like, a nice guy, but, but he is I don't a ruthless I don't think he's... He doesn't have... like. I just don't think he's capable of doing something this unethical. Uh, he's Cooper Cronk. I know, bro, but... Yeah, he also lied... He's never played he for a team that's been involved in unethical <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> he also lied in a grand final. <laughs> Dale, that was the joke. <laughs> he, um... 
No, I'm not saying that Kronk's a bad a bad dude or anything like that, or that he he sell out. You're just saying that the he's the smartest. I'm guy. saying that he's the he's one of the only ones who could plan and execute something like this. Yeah. Like he could. I think Smith that's could. probably not a fair many point. But I don't. I also think it. with Kronk, he wouldn't be the one pulling the levers. He would be the one. He would be the puppet master, like he was in that game. Well, he would mate, be behind if you, if you orchestrating. Really, if you really want to get deep in the, deep in the tall grass. Mm. Mm. You know, he's already pulled off a scam like this before mm. when he went from Melbourne to the Roosters. Mm. You know what I'm okay. And ran Pierce out of town. Mm. And what a behind the scenes. A lot of handshaking and backslapping. You mean to tell me that he wasn't out this week there? because his, his child hit him in the face with a book? We'll never know. Allegedly. Uh, the book was full of secrets. You can't even read. <laughs> well, it's Jared a good... of 19, I never learned how to read. Well, it's a, it, I want, uh, even if the book was damaged, he'll be fine, though, because his Melbourne days would have taught him to keep two of each book. Yeah. Hey! Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I was, was good. Pleased with that. I'm proud that was, of you. That was nice. Thank you. It's mm. Brody says, should Cronulla even bother turning up this week after Manly called upon the gods of Big Man and selected T-Rex? Unfortunately, the gods of Big Man are made of asbestos. So you, <laughs> you can just punch straight through them. You'll die in 40 years of oh, mesothelioma. Man. Sexy Rexy back in the NRL. You love to see it. Big Man sees it. It has like, grown beyond anything I could have imagined. If he, when, when did he last play in the NRL? He played like five or six games last year. I think the last one yep. was around eight. For it's like 18, who again? 18 months. It's para. Yeah, para and then he played yeah. one for the Sharks the year before. One for the Sharks the year before. Yeah. Um, Mario Siegs again uh, Can you think of bigger examples Of packing it in Than the ninth At the end of this season I struggle to think of Any league teams Who have tried less The Titans No but like They've been They're, they're just bad yeah. yeah I think this is A very unique case Of a team that was In the top four At the midway point Of the season Just absolutely just Who asked this question Going again? to shit uh, Andy Siegs Well he, he, he'd remember um, The last year Of the Northern Eagles where they mm. were in 2002? the... 2002? 2002. They were in position to make the finals and they just fell down, down the stretch. And in their last game... Of the, they were an unhappy team, of course. And the last game of the season, they were playing Penrith. If they won, they would have made the eight and Penrith put 68 points on them. That's that's the one that springs to mind for me. But a lot of them, you're like, yeah, it's mm. just bad teams being bad, you know? I've got one in a similar vein to that. It was the um, 99 Rabbitohs. Um, in the same sort of vein as that Northern Eagles team. I think they needed to win, like... Uh, they they were doing really well in, in, with, like, eight games to go in the year. Um, I think they needed to win probably two or three of their last eight to make the finals for the first time in God knows how long. Ten years. I just pulled up the results of those last uh, seven games that they played. 22-8 loss, 20-16 loss, 38-10 loss, 60-0 loss, 42-6 loss, 18-2 loss, 34-16 loss. That 60-0 one was against the Knights, I remember. It sure and was. That was a bad the Johns day. boys and O'Davis just tore them a new one, and they were doing this thing like where they'd score, and then they'd dance after every single try. For, for, for a young Nick Campton, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we, we got... We, we got we got heel, we heel got Nick Campton over here. <laughs> yeah, we got we got lit up that year, but um, that was I think I think Can that also guys... coincided with Daryl Trindle getting suspended for the last few games of that Tricky. season as well. Who was South's best player that year? But um, no, man, the best player that year was Craig Wing. Remember young Craig, young Wing? Craig Wing, mm-hmm. like really fullback good. wing, center Craig Wing. But yeah, I just looked it up. It's they insane. finished. They finished. Um, they finished uh, four wins outside the top top eight, and they lost those last seven in a row. You got the ladder in front of you. I do. Read out Canberra's four and against. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> how did you miss the finals with a plus one hundred and seventy nine for and against? Yeah. That takes some ninety nine man is a weird year. Ninety nine was a weird year. Do you know why? Because there's a team all the way down in seventeenth whose for and against was minus six hundred and fifty nine. Wow, well, yeah. The poor old Magpies. Their for and against was four hundred and fifty points worse than any team's was good. Wow. That's, I mean, that's that's not great. I know mm. we're just kind of rambling at this no, point. That's fine, but um. 
The Sydney Morning Herald did a really great thing the other day where they dug out the match report from Western Suburbs' final ever game. Yes. It was written by Greg, Greg Pritchard. Pritchard? Yeah. Yes, and it is really wonderful. So mm. make an effort to try to go and look for it if More you have stuff like it. that. Did, uh, did Souths get relegated at the end of that year? Yes, they did. <laughs> you absolute grub. <laughs> Um, so. Friday night FB, who carries his team more? Good question, this one. Steve Smith or Payne Haas? So, Labuschagne slash David Fafito is the... Is the like, yeah, they got the Queens, Harrison. They got Good. Paddy Cummins That's and true. Stark, so, so it's, it's yeah. Payne Haas. Yeah. Um, uh, DVD Hunter says, do you think T-Rex will be confused which team he plays for? Well, he wasn't at the Sharks for very long. Yeah. But maybe. I mean, I, I think the new T-Rex is going to be reborn with an... You know, a real sense of absolute certainty. You, I'm really, you've really gone absolutely off the deep end on this Tony Williams stuff. <laughs> Honest to God, hey, you really got off the deep end on the Tony Williams stuff, <laughs> mate. It's crazy. The only, honestly, the only thing that would be better is if Coltrane came back. Okay, now we're talking. Get is the Coltrane pre, in pre or post the whole chicken. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just give the man a bunch of chickens and give him a footy <laughs> with a bit of space. <laughs> honestly. Oh, our love for Coltrane will never die. I was going to say feed him, but like if you throw any chickens... <laughs> oh, it's implied. He's got hands And like DVD Hunter's next question. Should we just have a field goal shootout soccer style to defend, decide extra time? Each team gets five set-up field goal attempts um, where they play the ball 20 metres out and have a shot. Can't use the same kicker twice. So they did this in rugby they did. I've for watched a little it. while. And there was... A, a, it only like, ever happened like once. Yeah, it was like the Heineken Cup final. Yeah, it was like they took convergence from the 22 something. right in front. No, it was, it was convergence 22 right in front. No one could do it more than once. And the first 10 guys got them. So you've got like back rowers and front rowers just mm. having a go. And if it happened regularly, I think people would lose their minds. They but would. because it just happened that one time and it was just so <laughs> fucking whack, it was awesome. I'd be on board with having, having it once. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd Imagine be having cool. like George Bird's try kick field goal. Be great. Um, Hunter A, 36807, too many numbers. Hunter Austin, sorry. Would the bunker have awarded Tristan Saylor his intercept try if he was a young fella on debut? They wouldn't have even checked that. <laughs> uh, last question. Sam Warden says, I just want to say, Campo is my favourite rider in rugby league and it's not even close. Well, oh, go, that's very well, not... Who said that? Sam, uh, Sam Warden. Thank you, Sam. That's very kind of you. Go fuck yourself, Sam. <laughs> How about that? And um, that's the end of the show, so go fuck yourselves, everyone. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, thank you, Camper. Camper for coming on. It's always yes, wonderful to have you. you on. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, in lieu of in lieu of the the uh, the great man. Uh, enjoy the finals and enjoy the NRLW, everyone. Have a great week, I guess. Yeah, Except and you, uh, Sam. we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Bye.